Heavy Hitters is on the air Monday, October 3rd. So much to talk about. I'm Mitchell Smedley, Jack Heim to my right, Linda behind me. There is so much to talk about, Jack. However, in light of Linda and others at the studio torturing the blind man on his way into Heavy Hitters, we have to start out with a new segment called Linda's Losers. Because all four of your picks from last week lost, and I would just like to make that known. I had the best win percentage. The Chiefs won last night. Hallelujah. But, Linda, anything to defend yourself with? All four of them lost. I never specified whether they were going to win or lose. What? <laughs> so, I'd yes, like to say did. I was still correct, yes, and I did. just didn't specify. No, no, no. We, we said, so you think the Panthers can still win without McCaffrey? And you said, and I quote, who needs them? Who that's needs pretty, him? Uh, he scored a touchdown. That's still, that's still open for interpretation. No, it's not. Them? It's not an open who for interpretation. Them? Jack, anything to add before we exit Linda's losers? Three words. <laughs> who needs him? Um, but <laughs> who needs her, Linda? Why are you still here? You asked me to. Oh say. yeah, because I wanted to. I wanted to rub that in your face. Oh, wow. Okay. Next yeah, time, yeah. don't turn off the lights and it act all quiet. Idea. When a blind guy comes at you, it was not, yeah. aided and abetted. You aided and abetted. Both of them. You didn't just aid. You didn't just abet. Oh, now we're turning off. all the lights. No, get those lights off. Uh, <laughs> Jack is just sitting. Jack didn't know how this was going to go. I just said, Jack, you nope. need to let me intro the show. He was? Yes. Oh, now I don't feel bad. Yeah. Now I don't feel bad. For yeah, everyone was in hostage. sitting out there was because he had to start the show. Yeah, I had to get stuff ready, man. I had to get the show able so, to go not on my air. Fault. Okay, well, I had to get you in position to be able to go on this rant. So join us in two days when Linda comes back for a few more picks that are guaranteed to lose because she yeah. knows nothing about football. Wow, that is Ouch. not true. This is that a. Is not true. This is a. Uh, I was not expecting. That is picks. not Next right. Day, I took a few guesses and I did not specify whether they were going to lose. That's so. true. You did. You yeah. Well, you made your picks though, but it's okay. Well. You know, look. It's a, you know, look, I will give you credit. Start. She Only almost had the upset of the week with the Patriots. She did. Almost. Honestly. Almost. But not quite. So close, but yet <laughs> so far. <laughs> I love it. All right. Jack, we have so much to talk about uh, for real this time. Um, I mean, NFL just popping off. Eagles still undefeated. I could have an undefeated football team and a playoff baseball team in the same week. Well, yes. Um, Mitch. I love what you're doing, and I love what you're talking, but this is the point where I think I need to take over the show. Yeah, I was trying to get away to send it to you. Please, tell us what we're talking about first. Well, we are going to go right in MLB. I have a rant, I have a rant, and I don't want to waste any time. Mitchell's Monday Meltdown is going to Jack this week because he needs to get something off his chest. Yeah, things will be taken off my chest in the next several minutes. Linda, exit stage left. Goodbye, Linda. Goodbye. Thanks for having me. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Don't torture any more blind people, please. I wasn't the one to put you down. It was Mitch on the record, but... It was not my idea. You helped. For the record. So, It was not me. It was extra clarification. Just in case you were unaware, it was not her. Okay, getting this show back on the road here. Here we go. Getting getting things in line. It was never on the road to begin with. MLB. (sighs) Oh, boy. This past weekend was painful for me. Now, last night I was sitting in my room at around 11 o'clock watching ESPN postgame after the Braves beat the Mets 5-3 to to cap off a weekend series sweep. I felt a range of emotions, uh, from anger to, to sadness and all the likes of in-between feelings. But 
on the t- you know at the time the first thing that popped in my head is how I would shape this on this very radio show now um but from last night it would have been tomorrow but you know I thought at first maybe I would get on here screaming and yelling being very mad but please do um I'm not gonna do that Aww. it can be a controlled meltdown because I don't think it would be very very appropriate, you know, just just because the tone of your voice might be loud doesn't mean the point you're getting across is actually true or reasonable. That's what I go with in my so, life. But I am going to take the route of being in a more calmed and controlled manner, and I'm going to go about this in a point where I can get a little fired up, but also keep myself in check here. So, Braves sweep the Mets, like I mentioned, now all but certainly winning another National League Eastern Division title. Fifth consecutive year the Braves will win. All they need to do is... Beat the Marlins tonight, and the NL East is theirs. Um, how you can go down to Atlanta in the biggest regular season series in, I can't even remember how many years, and lay that massive of an egg uh, and, and go down there and get absolutely outclassed in every way possible is absolutely beyond me. DeGrom, Scherzer, and Bassett combined for a 691 ERA uh, between your top man. three starters. That is something that is absolutely inexcusable inexcusable that cannot happen plain and simple no other way around it that can flat out not happen now i do have confidence that those two guys especially degrom and scherzer and bassett um he had good stuff just couldn't put anybody away that's really what cost him last night but i have confidence degrom and scherzer can get their stuff right for the playoffs however however it is not promising that they go out there and don't pitch well in arguably what was a playoff series uh with the east division on the line um, that is my gripes at the starting pitching. Bullpen, I'm not going to comment on too much because they never had a lead to pitch with. So, um, <laughs> you know, mine yeah. is, while they gave up some runs, uh, it's not like they were in any pressure situations. They were just trying to keep the, the game close to so the lineup, could try to scratch and claw back to get some runs to tie the game. Uh, so, bullpen, um, congratulations. You don't get to get roasted for now. <laughs> that will be saved come playoff time. Please. need be. Please hopefully. have an update on that for us. Um, but, yeah, starting pitching disappeared. As for the lineup, man, oh, my God. Again, you know, a big talking point in the Mets world has been how the failures of the trade deadline to get notable bats outside of one-dimensional pieces like Vogelbach, who hits a Vogelbach who hits right-handed pitching pretty well, and the injured Darren Ruff, who was brought in to hit lefties well, but couldn't hit the broadside of a barn batting 150 against wow. left-handed pitching wow. in his Mets tenure. So, yeah, uh, that has been a talking point, and while that's fair, that is not what lost the Mets this series. Uh, it is their big players disappearing when the Stars... And the lights were shining the brightest. Pete Alonso, Francisco Lindor, did you guys make the trip down to Atlanta? Did you guys even go? That, I, I, that's what I want to know. Did you guys play in the games? Because you looked invisible. The biggest difference between these two teams, uh, Riley Olsen and Swanson all were there. And Alonzo and Lindor were not. Now, Jeff McNeil, credit to me, Jeff McNeil, I love you. Um, that's all I'm going to say on that. Uh, he played fantastic. Went 6 for 10 in the series. Showed up. Many big hits, driving in some key runs at a home run last night. Uh, he played fantastic. Can't, can't really uh, show up much more than he did in that series. He's a guy who took, took the situation and was, uh, he just, he shined. He shined. But before I get back into my uh, <laughs> soapbox about the Mets, a quick message from the KUR Notebook, attention KU community. Want KUR at your event? No problem. Go to www.cutstown.edu slash KUR, find live events slash remotes, read the reminders, and fill out the form. Our promotional director or an e-board member of KUR will reach out to you as soon as possible. 
An important reminder about K about events is that KUR needs at least three weeks notice to even consider your event. No exceptions. This message is brought to you by the radio voice of Christian University KUR. Welcome back to Heavy Eaters, everybody. Jack Heim alongside Mitchell Smedley here Yo. on this Monday afternoon. Mitchell we Smedley's are, just sitting back right now. The first October show, yes. Mitch, I will let you get some comments in in a minute no, before please. I finish off. Continue. Yeah, the lineup. Yeah, I know you love this. I, I, I'm basking. Yeah, you're basking, basking in, this in this glory because we are both, despite opposite seasons, despite opposite emotions, we're both going to be wild card teams, Jack. Yeah, well. Um, and you're going to have the tougher matchup. So. I wouldn't say that. Don't underestimate the Cardinals. Mm, consider them underestimated. So You do get to host it at City Field, though. Yeah, you got to go to St. Louis. Uh, and the last run for Pujols, uh, Wayno and Molina. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, no. We'll get to that. We'll get no, to no, that. No. We'll get to that. In, we'll uh, get there on future, Wednesday future when it's all wrapped up. Yeah. Yes, we will. Um, but yeah, lineup, no show, Nimmo, uh, where, again, just get, get your stupid smirk and get out of here. Told you. Told you he's bad. Um, I hate that man. Yeah. That, I, again, you know, the bottom three doesn't scare me. Uh, Guillaume Mason's coming back, nothing. You know, you put your best prospect, you call him up for the biggest series of the year, not putting him in a position to succeed. His first MLB action comes at a time where the pressure is incredibly high. Um, and those are some of his first at-bats at the big league level. Not sure why he wasn't up earlier. If you were just gonna, I, I, and I know he was dealing with that injury, but as soon as he got back, played a series down in Syracuse and looked strong. Call him up, at least get him some action. Uh, so that way, this isn't his first MLB at bats in the biggest series of the year, that bar none. Um, but you know, the biggest point for me, uh, this series wouldn't even have had to be as big as it was if it wasn't for the Mets doing it themselves. <laughs> they go six and eight against the likes of the Nationals, the Cubs. The Marlins and the Athletics in the month of September. Welcome to Six Philadelphia and eight. Sports, buddy. Six and eight. Welcome. We've been expecting you. This series would not even have been as big of a talking point as it was if the Mets could have just taken care of business against the bottom feeders of baseball. Hey, Jack. Jack, say it with me. Ready? The Mets medded. Well, again. Again. They did um, it again. Again. Again, no. They didn't. But They didn't? No. I'm sorry. Are you winning the division? Did you not go six and eight against but, the likes of the Nationals, okay, the Cubs? Okay, you can use that point, but you can also look at the point that the that the Braves since June first uh, are incredible, sixty-seven and thirty-two. Yeah, since June first, they were on an one hundred and fourteen win pace. That is too shy of the major league record for wins in a season. So, you know, they're a good team. You Jack. Can, you I can, hate it, but look, they're a good team. Look, they're better than the Mets. And I, I look. This is a show I mentioned a couple weeks ago. If I have a take on here that's wrong, I'm going to fully hold myself accountable. Last week, I went on the air on this very show and said that I have full confidence that the Mets will win the National League East. That didn't happen. And you know what? I'm wrong. And I'm willing to live with that. You know why? Because I had confidence in my team to get the job done. But they didn't. They just didn't get the job done. Uh, and that's, you know, the credit is all goes to Atlanta there. They proved they're the better team over these three games. They just, again, I said it earlier, they simply outclassed the Mets in these three games in Atlanta. It's just what it was. They have the better bullpen, the better lineup, and the starting pitching pitch better for them than the Mets starters did. So, again, in every sense of it, the Braves were the better team over these last three games. And really, since June 1st, they've been the best team in baseball. So, uh, the Dodgers might have the best record, but the Braves have been playing like the best team in baseball. Braves are the team and to beat. Yeah, reigning World Series champs for a reason. These guys have been here before. And again, that's another point. It's experience versus not experience. You need to have experience in the big moment. A lot of the guys in the Braves had, a lot of these same guys won the World Series last year, and a lot of the guys in the Mets didn't. A lot of the, not just win the World Series, but they haven't been in this moment before. Pete Alonso's never been here. Jeff McNeil's never been here. The last time Nimmo was here was the 2016 wildcard game. These guys have just not played in big moments, and that's what cost them. 
That's what cost them. Not, not having, not being playing in these games before, not knowing the pressure that the situation holds, and just not executing. Plain and simple as that. So the Braves showed it, showed why they're the better team, and showed why they have owned this division for the last five years. So again, tip my hat to Atlanta. Can't can't say anything else but that. Uh, all credit to them. Uh, there's a reason they're one of the best teams in baseball. They've been playing like it since June one. They erased their first two of uh, bad April and May, uh, and really. Um, They've looked fantastic since. Michael Harris is going to win Rookie of the Year. Yeah, he's a stud, uh, and they've just locked him up for eight to a years. Core so that does not need to be added to. Yep, exactly. And again, you know, this is just this Braves team. They're going to be they're going to be there for a while. They're all locked up. They're they're, they're, they're there. It's to going to stay. be it's going to be this way for a while. It hurts. Uh, the playoff, me. the landscape of baseball will, in, at least in the National League, uh, will be run heavily through Atlanta for the foreseeable future, not only this year. So, well, hurts you, me to you say. don't think a, a Turner, Harper, Schwarber, Castellanos score can compete? No. They no. have no leadership. Come on, man. So. They have no leadership? No. They don't have leadership in name, Kyle Schwarber? Name one play, um, Name one clubhouse leader in the Phillies. Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> okay. Am I wrong? Well, takes more than one. You're going to look at me and tell me that I'm wrong? Takes more than one leader to get you there. So I know. And there's a reason Bryce Harper hasn't won anything notable in his MLB Ooh, career. Ooh, so. that's a hot take. Is it? That's a little hot. Is yeah, it? He's yeah. been on the. He was on some of those really good national teams. Failed to get the no job done. No such thing as a really good nationals team. Coincidental, they won the World Series. Yeah, I, soon I, that as, always soon as he shocks me. So. That's weird. I don't know how to explain that one. But what, did uh, they won it right after he left? Yes. Yeah. That's um, shocking to me. Seems like there's a glaring, uh, glaringly obvious. Uh, I refuse part of the to admit there, so. the obvious. Look, yeah. just because he's a stud for your team doesn't take away from the fact that he's not a good clubhouse leader. So I think he could be. That's I just think my you're opinion. Underestimating him. I mean, it's about time he grows into one if he does become one. He is. You know, uh, it's put up or shut up time for him. But anyway, oh, you know, the Phillies are the Phillies. Let me. Let me. I I thought I was going to have a very similar rant to you today, Jack. Um, but the Brewers sucked more than the Phillies. Well, let me let me let me establish something. My mood Saturday afternoon after dealing with two ear in, well during dealing with two ear, ear infections, uh, I just wanted to sit down and watch some easy baseball on the road to the playoffs, and I ended up watching a thirteen to four massacre against my Philadelphia Phillies, and I I was upset, Jack, and I I I didn't watch. Saturday night because I was so upset, and I, I only tuned in in a few innings on Sunday because I was still upset and because football was on. But credit to the Phillies. After that stumble, they they came back and they won the final two games. Not to mention, <laughs> I need to send out a thank you letter. To the Miami Marlins. To the Miami Marlins. For of all teams. Beating, I'm going to cough. For beating... For beating the Brewers multiple times in stunning, late heroic fashion. Thank you, Brewers, for putting on your your Mets costumes for Halloween early and choking. It was much appreciated. Very much appreciated. The Phillies' magic number is one. Don't you mean your Phillies' costumes? No, no, the Phillies, uh, they they were. They were going to do it, and then like, "Mm, maybe not. Um, They have uh, a magic number of one. One win against the Astros. It's the Astros, right? Yes. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, or one Brewers loss. Who are they playing? I haven't even checked. It's a great question. I didn't look. I've been so wrapped up in the Mets. Yeah, I don't I even care. I so. didn't even take a look around. One Brewers yeah. loss, one Phillies win. It's and not the like it really Phillies matters. Phillies are in, also with a potential to still have a Phillies-Mets playoff series. I'm hoping Arizona. Not. Arizona, okay. All right, another middle-of-the-road bad team that could shock the Brewers. But 
So the Phillies looking like they're getting into the playoffs. Come Wednesday when it's official, I will be ecstatic. Just to lose to St. Louis. Not just to lose to St. Louis. To go into St. Louis and show them who's boss. <laughs> I'm sorry, who won the season series against St. Louis? It was a long time ago that those two teams played. But who did? Phillies. The Phillies. Things change. Things change. Things change. Things change. Cardinals look significantly better now than mm-hmm. they did. Right. We're going to beat them by 12. Total I'll hold runs. you to that. 12 total runs. I can't wait for this to blow up in your face. It's going to, right? Yeah. But just like, just like Salicata on SMY saying the division is over for the Mets in June. Again, yep. clown. Absolute yep. clown. I literally said it on Twitter. I'm like, how do you even have a platform? How do you even have a platform? I shouldn't. I like As soon as he said that, I knew it was going to blow up in her face. I just <laughs> knew it. I just knew it. I'm like, this will haunt us at the end of the year. Remember the uh, the Keith situation with uh, you know saying the Phillies weren't fundamentally up to it? And... Yeah, because well, they aren't. But well, Brandon Marshall that he dropped a fly ball that was in center field, let it land right in front of him in Chicago. But so yes. maybe he should look inward a little bit because the uh, the Mets did not look fundamentally up to it this weekend or this month. Either. Well, the Mets didn't really make any defensive miscues. They it's just... not about defensive miscues. That's not the only thing. Well, that's, that's not the, the that's only the thing that exi- no, that's one thing he specifically he said as a whole as well. Oh yeah, right. And the but. Mets have tanked in September. That's not a fundamentally sound team. You're not playing good baseball. Yeah, we just outlined true. it, and and you know for the Phillies to get all this, let's direct some at the Mets too. I think it's about time. Both our teams absolutely trash in September. How about that? Yeah, yeah, I can agree with you there. I don't know why, but every every year it comes around. Phillies and Mets. Up there, and then the Braves end up winning the division. Yep. Always. Never fails. So Never fails. Well, we do have to take our first break, unfortunately. When we come back, wrapping up our MLB discussion and getting into NFL here on Heavy ba, ba, Hitters. Ba, ba, Stick ba, with ba. us. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everybody, here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. K-U-R, Kutztown, Jack Heim, Mitchell Smedley. Wrapping Yo. up our MLB discussion. We were talking Mets and Phillies, all things NL East. How the Mets absolutely imploded in Atlanta. And how the Phillies are seemingly on their way back to the playoffs for the first time in 11 years. Oh, I love that sentence. Oh, uh, you will. You'll love it for now. Okay. Till Friday but it's a, even if even if we get swept, two-game sweep by the, by the Cardinals, let's say. Like, this is still a success. We haven't been here in 11 years, Jack. Let me have something. Let me have it. No. Please. No. The, the, the Mariners have clinched. This is the longest streak. This is the longest active streak. Just let it die, please, in happiness and celebration. So he can't do it. He's too upset. No, yeah, I really. You need to open your heart. For what? For your friend, your friend who has suffered to a team I've despised with terrible baseball entire lifetime. Right, but have you despised? Have you despised me for your entire life? Mm, No. Oh, okay. Just today. No. Mm. I just despise your sports teams. Oh. It's nothing. Look, again, our takes vary, but yeah. it's nothing personal. <laughs> no, it's never anything These personal teams on this just, show. Yeah, our teams are just in absolute rival markets and absolutely despise each other. Yeah. So. It's true. That's why Mine we. Mine are just better. That's why we just dump on each other's sports teams so much. Yep. Exactly. Because we pure, love each other. Out of pure hatred for the sports teams. But again, we can. He's yeah. not high five. Sorry, there up it top. Is. I just looked over. I'm yeah. very focused. Are you blind? Right, so. Can't imagine what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Yeah, yeah, moving on. Aaron um, Judge. Yeah, Judge remains at 61, tries to break Maris's record down in Texas. We're just going to wrap up with some other tidbits before we move on to NFL. Um, <coughs> Let's see. McNeil, Jeff McNeil trying to catch Freddie Freeman for the NL batting title. Just one batting average point behind. Uh, Freddie, Freddie Freeman at 327, McNeil 326. Tony LaRusso will 
permanently retire from managing baseball at the end of this season for the White Sox after what was a disaster uh, in 2022 for the White Sox. Many thought they'd win the Central. As we you now can. know, that's not the case. The Guardians did. Put it on the board. Yes. <laughs> that's um, what they say in Chicago. Yes, I know. I, I know. It's an iconic <laughs> call. I love but, um, it. Yeah. I love it. Um, so that'll wrap up our MLB discussion. Bluer, uh, Brewers, uh, Brewers, Brewers are uh, Brewers. choking harder than the Phillies are, and uh, that's all you need. Pujols now at 702 homers uh, with his home run yesterday, and yeah, that's all I got. My frustrations have now been taken off. I feel like a weight has just been lifted off my shoulders, being able to just go out and publicly say what I want to say. You seem a little bit happier this segment, which I'm glad. Because so. both of us, like, it's it's a dreary Monday, and Look, both yeah. of us, like, whatever health sickness thing I had, I passed on to you, apparently, and yeah. I'm deaf in my right ear now, and it's just, you know, everything is going wrong. Ear infections, and to, from everything. But we're, I had a wonderful Saturday dealing with that, Jack. We're getting through it. You know what, it's 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 weird when you Your wake up and you're just medicine. like, my head feels like there is like a metal gear just twisting it. Yeah. It was very sharp pain to wake up. I, it was very jolting. I'm not prepared for that at nine in the morning. Um, but yeah, so now I have a... Uh, <laughs> I I requested the bubblegum medicine from my doctor, who probably thinks I'm an idiot. But, you know, at least my medicine tastes good. At least you're better there. That's a positive. At least my medicine tastes good, and my baseball team is in the playoffs, and my football team is undefeated. Let's move into the NFL. Yeah, let's Start do it. on uh, Thursday night, NFL shall we? time. Yeah, we're going to move quickly through Thursday night. You know, that's a little well, bit of an older game. But there's, yeah. There is something we got to talk about. There is. And there that's is. the Tua situation. Yep. It's been talked about a bunch already. He should not have been playing in that game. 100% agree. Uh, that absolutely should not have happened. And uh, the person who would um, put him through the protocols was fired again. But it does, you know, again, despite everyone calling for his, uh, you know, that guy's, you know, head and trying to, you know, get him fired. It does not take me any great pleasure in saying someone has lost their job. And, you know, uh, it is an unfortunate circumstance and medical malpractice is a very serious thing. Uh, and, you know, we won't fully know the ins and outs of what happened through those concussion protocols. But weren't we supposed to avoid this with like the independent neurologists? Yes. And everything like that's what this was supposed to avoid is just getting guys back out there just to play. And not only that, like, it's bad enough if it's the very next game. It was a short week. It was four, it days, was four days. Yeah. It, yeah, was, it was bad. Four days. Yep. My goodness. I Hearts got to Tua. Uh, you know, hope he's doing okay. Obviously, uh, got out of the medical center that same night. Thank God. Yep. Agreed um, there. But uh, I, it looked bad on the it field did. for a second straight week for him. Well, it has already been officially ruled he will not play in week five. Yeah. So Teddy Bridgewater will have to take the reins again at the Jets. Who looked pretty up. good. In yeah. the second half of that game, yeah, didn't look didn't look too bad, but I came um, out firing, and uh, you know yeah. it's it's a Teddy Bridgewater that you uh, you kind of come to expect now, where it's backup quarterback play, where you know uh, high percentage completions, you know, not going to take too many risks with the football, and uh, really just efficiency was the the main main deal. Whereas Tua is a playmaker, uh, Bridge, uh, Bridgewater a little more conservative, but uh, almost got the job done. The Bengals did go on to. Uh, knock off the Dolphins to give them their first loss of the season. Dolphins three and one. Bengals back up even at two and two. Right. Yes, sir. So the uh, just fine. Yeah, they're doing all right. <clears throat> all things are things are back to normal for Cincinnati. Bengal country, you're fine. Exactly. So, twenty-seven fifteen. Bengals win on Thursday night. 
Good for them. Joe uh, Burrow, my fantasy quarterback. Had a yep. Nice now the top three in the AFC North are all two and two, being the Browns, Bengals, and Ravens. And the Bengals will take on Baltimore on Sunday Night Football this upcoming week. That'll oh, yeah. That for our Wednesday show for Some the previews. Great games coming up. Absolutely. We're going to go to the 1 o'clock say now, 9.30 in London. This one was a thriller early in your Sunday, if you didn't get to catch all this oh, one. Oh, man. Yeah. Fantastic game. Vikings take down the Saints 28-25. I mean, this one was a thriller. Uh, from end to uh, you know, from start to end, it was fantastic game. Played well from both sides, uh, but the Vikings were able to just pull it out at the end. Justin Jefferson looked back to normal, uh, going for 147 on 10 catches. Again, Jay Jettas just looked back to himself. Kirk Cousins looked all right. Dalvin Cook playing through that injured shoulder, 20 carries for 76 yards. Again, offensive line just not really able to generate much up front for the run blocking purposes. Uh, but it was enough. The Vikings did enough to get the job done, and they're three and one. Yeah, it was, you know, being in London, uh, I heard them talking about on the broadcast how the the British fans and stuff, they love the kicking game, you know. They're familiar with their football up there, uh, different than ours, but they love the kicking game. And luckily, they got treated to a game that was decided by the kicking game. A missed extra point by the Vikings, kept it at a three-point game when they went up to score a go-ahead touchdown. Um, the, the Saints, though, fought back. And Will Lutz with a 60-yarder to tie the game under two minutes to go. Uh, Vikings would go down, add another field goal. And then uh, from 61, Will Lutz was called upon once again. And the second double doink in history, it just barely missed, Jack. From 60 again, that thing's going in, and it's overtime. Uh, Really came right down to the wire. It was that close. And uh, really a hard-fought game. Um between, well, I, I honestly thought Minnesota was going to run away with this. So credit to New Orleans uh, operating with Andy Dalton, right? Yep. Andy Dalton in place of uh, their starter. And he, he looked okay as well. The backup quarterbacks holding up. Cooper Rush still undefeated. Andy Dalton uh, got the job done. Teddy Bridgewater a good showing, but it was not enough. And there's another backup quarterback we'll get to in the 4 o'clock window that, my goodness, a third stringer almost pulled out a win. Yeah. Moving so. on. Um, yeah, for the Saints, though, real quick, just to wrap this one up, uh, Chris Olave continues to look good in his rookie campaign. Uh, but, man, the Saints are depleted with injuries. Jameis, Kamara, Thomas, and their starting left guard, uh, Pete, uh, all did not play in this game. So yep. the fact that they were able to keep it this tight with that many injuries on the offensive side of the ball, credit to them. Uh, it was a heck of an effort, but just wasn't enough to get the job done. They're 1-3. and three. I had them in the playoffs as an 11-win team, but it's starting to look— uh, You had the Saints? It's weary, but they do host Seattle next week. They, that's a winnable game. You so. had the Saints at 11 wins? Look, I like their defense. I, I thought their defense was elite. No, come I thought their on. offense could just do enough, but. They've uh, lost so to far, Carolina, uh, Minnesota, and who was their third loss? That's escaping me, but uh, no, nah, I'm Tampa. not impressed. Oh, Tampa. Okay. Yeah, so, so two soon-to-be playoff teams and then the Panthers, but I'm not impressed by the Saints. Uh, I, I'm more impressed by the Cardinals. Uh, I swear, man, it's true. I know. We're gonna we're gonna move on to the one o'clock slate. Uh, where do you want to start? Let's go down to Atlanta. Atlanta Falcons. How do you do, man? Two and two. They could have been four and zero. Oh. Well, I mean, they've been in every game. Nah, let's let's want to pump the brakes on that one. Let's let's. I, I, I mean, three and one is a much better. Of it I might. I, I I. So I got a text from my. Falcons fan friend. That's fun alliteration. Yes. Uh, and he, he texted me that at one point, and uh, I thought I'd run that by you. Yeah. No, yeah. Three and no, one. No, thank you. No, but I mean, they, they could easily beat the Saints if they didn't blow it, um, but they were down by so much against the Rams. So you're saying they, the Saints should be 0-4 is what you're saying? 
Yeah, arguably yeah. yes. But so. we we don't live in a world that shoulda, coulda, woulda. We do have to look at the true results. And yep. The results Falcons. are the Falcons choked it again, so they're two yeah. and two. But Falcons two and two now, five hundred on the season. Are they? Uh, are they going to compete, Jack? What do you What do you no. think here? No, no. <laughs> this is the Bucks division. This is the Bucks division. I don't care how bad their their games looked, and we'll get to them later on. But yep. I don't care how bad Tampa Bay's looked. Uh, the Falcons are not on the level of uh, what Tampa Bay is, and they'll get there. They'll get there. I mean, the offensive line is a little concerning, but. Um, for Tampa Bay, at least. But for Atlanta, uh, it's a good win. 23-20 over the Browns. They outlasted Jacoby Brissett and Cleveland. And, yeah, just I like describing this. Both teams were able to run the ball really well. This was a game of rushing attacks. 35 for buck 77 on the ground for Cleveland. It's 5.1 a carry for Atlanta. 5.8, 35 for 202. So both these teams efficiently ran it. Uh, Brissett with 234 through the air. Mariota only 139. No touchdowns. Neither quarterback threw a touchdown in this game. Wow, but how about that? It came down to Young Way Koo, the field goal kicker, making three kicks for Atlanta, including the game-winning 45-yarder. He's a solid kicker. Yes, he Yeah, he's a, he's a very solid kicker. So, um, yeah, Cordell Patterson continues to look solid. Nick Chubb is good, is also, is good also. So two solid rushing attacks, not much through the air for either side. But, you know, in a scrappy, hard-fought kind of game that I didn't watch a whole lot of, Atlanta takes it. So good for them. They're 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, I did not pay much attention to this game. I don't think either team will be relevant come uh, November or December. Agreed. But Moving on. NFC East time, Commanders-Cowboys. Oh, boy. this uh, My upset of the week did not pan out, unfortunately. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, the two-score win, right? It was yes. uh, yeah. 25-10. Pretty solid uh, win. Didn't really look back. Carson Wentz, still not it. Down in Washington, unfortunately. Cooper Rush. were terrible. Well, Washington's. I'm going to take your word for it. They, they wore all black jerseys. Oh, I hate when the Eagles do that. I hate No, but at least do those that. don't look bad. Okay, did these look bad? Yeah, they look bad. Mm. Bummer. Black's not even a part of their team colors. I was going to say, aren't they like red They're and red white? and yellow. Yeah, red, white, and yellow, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so. What? Commanders, what's going on down there? Come on. But uh, Cooper Rush, what's going on down there? Yeah, what's going down there? Oh, my God. How about Stop. them Coop boys? That was bad. I'm never going to say that I again. need Cooper Rush to lose so we can stop hearing Josh saying Cooper we trust. Yeah, I don't like it. It makes I hate me it. uncomfortable. It really just agitates me. I, I would much, much prefer um, that the Cowboys lose this week, this upcoming week, but if the Eagles have to do it on Sunday night and totally just wipe the floor with them, I will accept that in week six. Oh, there's an 100% chance that the Cowboys go to 3-3. Three and three. Oh, absolutely. Rams They're going to be a 500 team. Rams and Eagles, yeah. Eagles are going to be still undefeated. It's going to be great. I was looking – well, we're not on the Eagles yet. Anyways, uh, Dallas Cowboys, uh, they look back to uh, they look back to normal after their, their week one yeah. mishap down in uh, Tampa Bay. You know, after beating the Bengals, they took care of two rather lackluster opponents. Um, and, again, it hurts as a Giants fan to say that, but I don't care what the record says. Um, one of the biggest lies is your – Same rec- record. Your record's um, – you know, your record says what you are. You and are what your record says you are. Thank you. I got you. So, you yes. covered. Yeah, I knew something didn't sound right when I said that. But C.D. Lamb, <laughs> a solid game, 97 yards and a touchdown. Cowboys defense continues to play well. Carson Wentz held to 155 passing yards, throwing two interceptions. So not a good day at the office for Mr. Wentz. Uh, Commanders started 1-0. They've lost three straight. Uh, this is what we expect the Washington to be. They're yep. not a good football team. Terrible. And uh, I said I said at the start of the year they'd finish dead last in this division. That's seeming right so far. 100% so. agree. Uh, not really much to talk about there. Cowboys go to three and one. They have a, another test next week. So solid win can... for Jerry Jones. But you're right, two juggernauts uh, in the coming weeks. 
Yeah. So I'm excited to see the uh, Cowboys uh, falling apart. Speaking of New York, might as well just go there. Yeah, let's go. Another ugly game, Bears-Giants, two teams that are just not good. I'm going at it, but... But um, you won. But we won. You won. We won. You're 3-1, and one, Jack. How do you feel? <laughs> it's ugly, man. Like, these are the kind of games we're going to play all year. Like, we're not going to get blitzed by anybody. Well, maybe, maybe like, the Eagles could, you know, tear us apart. But, you know, these are the kind of games the Giants are going to have to win. They're just going to be ugly wins. Like, it's not good quality of football, but they just find a way to get the job done and win the game. Like, just, like, once in a while, a decent play. Daniel Jones yeah. had that big run on Sunday. Um, Saquon. You know, ba- that's about it. And the first half looked like the Bears had never seen a quarterback run a play action bootleg before. It's <laughs> you like told me that. Yeah, it's like the yeah. defense. It's like the defense is like, huh? What is this guy doing? He's faking a handoff and peeling out and running to the other side. It's it's like we've never seen this before. Um, yeah, it's like, dude, the Giants' offense in the first half of this game was like handoff to Saquon, Daniel Jones bootleg, and it somehow worked every time. Like we would just run like five different plays, three different running plays, and then just a bootleg from Daniel Jones where you just roll out and dump it underneath to the tight end or just roll out and run for a good gain. And the Bears would not know how to defend it. It's like they've never seen that style of play before. So I think the Bears are really wishing they played more of their games in lakes, like week one. Yeah, if it works, it works. So, um, but then halftime adjustments were made and Matt Eberflus taught the Bears how to defend a bootleg. Um, so you couldn't do that all the time. Plus Quick Daniel Jones, there, you know? Yeah, plus Daniel Jones got hurt, so... Oh, what? yeah, what's the uh, severity of that? Okay, um, he should be fine, I think. Okay. But, yeah, didn't really play a whole lot of quarterback in the second half. In fact, we had Saquon taking three consecutive snaps out of the Wildcat <laughs> and handing it off to Matt Breida. Two of those plays actually somehow worked for good gains, so... Um, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. I don't I don't know how it works, but it does. But it did, and the New York football giants are 3-1 and one to start off the season. Yep, yeah. Tyrod Taylor, by the way, I mean, he comes in after Jones gets hurt. He runs one time. I mean, dude, do you not know how to protect yourself when running? Like, he's running down the field. He gets lit up. Instead of sliding, he tries to lower his shoulder, turns <laughs> his head, gets absolutely clocked, <laughs> and then leaves the game. I'm oh, like, dude, no. what are you do? I'm like, I, I felt bad because he got hurt, but I'm yeah, like, Yeah, now I feel bad. I was unaware. Like, it's like, dude, you have to protect yourself though as a quarterback. Like, you cannot be leading yourself into taking those kind of hits. That's a big thing that's taught all around the league now. You Slide. see it all the time. You see every quarterback sliding, even when there's five more yards to gain. And, and there was and no fans reason will to... yell, get, take the five yards, you know? Well, you got to slide to protect yourself to get, you know, 5,000 more yards over the course of a season. Yeah, and he already had the first down. Like, yeah. there was no reason to truck for extra yards. Just slide down, take your first, get back to that old, like, let's go. But, um, yeah, I hope he's all good. He hope took the Giants quarterbacks hit, are okay, so. yeah. Yeah. Um, third string QB didn't even play. So, <laughs> no trust. Okay. Yeah. Daniel Jones threw for 71 yards, and the Giants won the football game. So. That is uh, impressive right there. Yeah. Daniel Jones had two rushing touchdowns. He though, threw for Jason Peters and won the game. Yeah. Saquon Barkley back to his rookie form. That Oh, my. That one play he had. He's good, play. isn't he? He's oh good, God, bro. He caught a screen pass, made it a Bears defender look silly. Oh, reversed I saw the it. field. Yeah. Oh, my oh God. I saw it. He turned it into a highlight and yeah, got the first that down. Was, that was that, like he college made Saquon. He a few Bears defenders look stupid on that play. Yeah. And then just turning on the Jets to get up that left sideline. That was impressive. Yep. That was like college Saquon right there. But it, it did. That's what I thought. It looked like a college highlight. Yep. Exactly what I thought when I saw it. 100%. Well, we do have to take our second break of hour number one here on Heavy Hitters. When we come back, further recapping Sunday slate of NFL games. Stay with us right here. Welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everybody. You're on the radio voice of Cutstown University. Beat K. the clock. You are Cutstown. Yes, we, we did beat the clock. <laughs> we came back in. Just in time, talking to our lovely friends out in the KUR studio lobby. Jack told me I had five seconds, so I... Five uh, seconds! I was like, I can beat it! Yeah, just quick turnaround, and I'm not going to say that, but... (laughs) 
quick turnaround. Let's talk about a quick turnaround yeah. moving off that. How about the Eagles? Let's finish up the NFC East, Jack. Yeah, let's do it. Let's um, finish up the NFC East with the birds. I got my Eagles you know what? hat. I got my Fly Eagles Fly shirt on. I'm proud of one thing, though. My upset of the week didn't look totally foolish. It didn't look totally foolish for in one fact, quarter. In fact, it looked one, good for a bit. One quarter. One quarter. Hey, we, it was a six-point hey, game at halftime. Roll the tape. It was a six-point game at halftime. tape, but we don't live in a, in a universe of almost and, and what could have been. And, That's and, true. We live in the results, and the result is the result is that your upset of the week failed just like mine. We were all Linda's losers this week. Look, okay, that's true. <laughs> uh, look, I said I never said my upset of the week won. I said my upset of the week didn't look foolish. It so. did look foolish. No, it did. They hung 29 unanswered points. I mean... 29 unanswered points with an injured kicker, I might add. So it was going to be more. Okay. No, it was. Uh-huh. It was. Jake Elliott was injured. Yeah. He was. Anyways, let's talk about those 29 unanswered points. Because I, pre- I would What I not. saw on Sunday. Now, you talked about we got to break down the game for the people, Jack. I prefer not. What I saw on <laughs> Sunday uh, almost, almost had me in, in tears of joy. Because Jalen Hurts threw a pick six, and then the defense... I, I, oh, wow. That was going to be a very controversial simile to uh, Desk slam. give there. I, I mean, Jalen Hurts. Wow. It's a new staple to show now. If you, if you hear desk slam That's, in the background. Desk slam is I was about to say something very offensive to half the population. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason we play the disclaimer at the top of the exactly. show. Exactly. Yep. Separate KU from our I've takes. built a little bit of a filter up. Yeah. Uh, but the... the That's uh, what radio does for you. Eagles defense... Looked like it it had holes bigger than like I don't know a Dunkin' Donut you know <laughs> yeah you could run to uh, try to run go to here. Pittsburgh through those holes yeah exactly they looked awful in the first quarter it's fourteen nothing <laughs> the Jaguars have the ball yeah how many how many points do we have fourteen ooh and how, how many did we need to beat the Eagles fourteen ooh hundred you know why because Jalen Hurts absolutely found another gear. The Eagles played lockdown defense, not only for themselves, but for my fantasy team. Uh, two interceptions, four fumbles. Thank you, Trevor Lawrence. It was much appreciated. He's just letting the ball go. You, want, you might want to hold that, buddy. You might want to hold on to the football. Um, Thank you very but much. But they forced the turnovers. They took advantage of the turnovers, turning them into points. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Miles Sanders. Let's talk about Miles Sanders. I was wearing my Miles Sanders jersey during the game. 130 yards, two touchdowns, an absolute career day for Miles Sanders. How about the Penn State running backs turning back the clock this season, Jack? How about it? Saquon, Miles Sanders absolutely tearing up the league. Sanders looks unstoppable. He, I mean... The four-minute offense, if you need yards and you want to run the clock, hand the ball to Miles Sanders. How about that? Boston Scott was not playing, so we saw more of him. Uh, you know, And then the receivers just doing what they need to do uh, between Smith, um, A.J. Brown, uh, Dallas Goddard, even you know, just being so solid ever since the, the Ertz trade last season. Um, a little bit of a concern, though, uh, for the Eagles was, was injuries. I mean, uh, Jordan Mailata, the big Australian, he goes down. Jack Stoll looked like he was shaken up as well. Uh, just uh, and a few more injuries here and there. They they Darius Slay 
Uh, that was a concern, but he, he did come back, I believe, at one point, so hopefully everything is fine there. They were playing without Avante Maddox, who has turned himself into quite the player, and it looked like we were going to be missing him badly for that first quarter. Um, oh, he missed it badly! <laughs> but the Eagles finally score some second-half points after a 20-point second quarter, um, and Jake Elliott fighting through the whatever injury he seemed to have sustained when he got decked on that roughing the kicker penalty, um, and then coming back and putting up the field goal that makes it a two-score game and basically puts the thing out of reach. Eagles defense just mopping up some more, and uh, yeah, the the Philadelphia Eagles, I think, are now. If I had, if, I think if I had to bet, they're the betting favorite for the Super Bowl. Let's let's. I'm not trying to hype anything too high, right? But first four weeks, we got to go with what we've seen, and I think. Averages will even out. The the birds are going to lose a game, probably two games. I'm going to be panicked, and the Bills are going to go on a run. The Rams are going to go on a run, right? Everything's going to happen, but Jack, who's looked better? Like, we have to understand that things are going to even out. But who's looked better as it's gone so far the first four weeks? Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, not many teams, but recent history is not in the Eagles' favor, Oh, my God. Uh, recent statistics over the last couple of years from 2014 to now have shown the last undefeated team of every season— uh, none of them have won the Super Bowl. Carolina went there, lost to Denver. Okay. Um, I think they showed on ESPN last night. Uh, the Cardinals last year. Yeah. They imploded. Three teams lost in the wild card round. Three teams went to the Super Bowl and lost. And a couple of them, a couple of them, I think, I think only one missed the playoffs if I remember correctly. But um, it's off probably the, top the, of the Ravens dome. in that list. Uh, in their did yeah. they were they undefeated in their fourteen and two season? Maybe I when they know. lost to the Titans in the playoffs. Oh yeah. No, I don't know if they were the last undefeated. I don't know if they team. were the last undefeated. But, yes. Recent history does not reside in the Eagles' well, favor. But some other history is the last time the Eagles were 4-0, and went to the Super Bowl with Donovan McNabb, lost to the Patriots. Well, that doesn't bode well in terms of winning the Super Bowl. They were in the Super Bowl! Yeah, They but, were in the Super Bowl! You know... Then it's one game! You don't get a trophy for getting to the no, Super Bowl. No, but you get a lot of fans, and you got a great season, and... You got a fan base in shambles, and it... Players crying on the field? No. Well, okay. That is a different situation. That's a different situation, Cam Newton. Uh, no, and when the Eagles do it, you get players throwing up on the sidelines. That's what you get. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, um, but the uh, also, you want to know what's a little scary? If this Eagles team is as good as we think that they are, and, and they do have a terrible first-round pick next year, because it's so late, because we're so good, you know, let's say they have the 30-second pick, just for argument's sake. The Saints, oh. if they continue losing games, we got their pick from when we traded back. Oh. We got their pick. Oh. Eagles are going to continue to add talent. Maybe, maybe after the season, we can get a real quarterback with that high pick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was, you know, that's what I was about to say. I was like, I was about to say, someone sounds like a Jalen Hurts player. No, no, Jalen Hurts is a fraud. Mark my words, this is, this is the hot take. Eagles are undefeated. Jalen Hurts is a fraud. He's at best, at best, a one-year wonder this year like Carson Wentz, which wow. I would accept. If it gets me a Super Bowl, I don't care, right? That's my theory. I don't care. But he's not a franchise quarterback. Well, we will get back to that in just a second. A quick message from the KUR Notebook. Attention, KU Did I really community. take 10 minutes on that? Join the Women's Center. Yes, you did. <laughs> Attention, KU community. Join the Women's Center on Tuesday, October 11th from 3 to 4 p.m. at the Boxwood House for Hack Your Hormones, a presentation on your hormonal cycles and how to optimize efficiency in a patriarchal society. You do not want to miss this informative event, so please attend. 
This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University. KUR, welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everybody. Final 10 minutes of hour number one on this Monday afternoon here, yeah. the first October show. And it's it's been an eventful one this it's far. It's very we still, eventful. We still have Highs much more lows. to talk about. Again, all these shows, we say it every time, wall-to-wall shows for a reason. And soon so we're going to be adding talk hockey, about. Jack. Yeah, soon we are. We're going to have to find a way to balance everything, man. Yeah. It's, we um, tried adding the extra hour to have time. Yeah. Dude, we're, we got to get through this fast. One more note on the Eagles. Let's let's practice golf. One more note. I looked at the schedule. I mean, next five weeks, right? That brings us to mid-November. There's not a loss on that schedule. Cardinals, Cowboys, bye week, Texans, Steelers. Yeah. Cardinals, Dallas, Texans, Steelers. Terrible, 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 terrible. Come on. It's going to be 8 no. It's going to be 8 and oh. Yes. Oh, Grease up the polls. I don't know about that. Grease up the polls. We what's get your, to that. What's your thoughts on the Eagles before we move on? And the Jags, actually. I didn't even talk about You know that. what? Jags look good. Jags are frauds. They're I mean, not going to win the division. Tennessee. I mean, I can agree with that, but Jacksonville's a much improved team. Very competitive this year. Uh, defense looks pretty solid. Uh, I mean, outside of that rough second quarter, things were going well for them. Um, but yeah, good one for the Eagles. They continue to look good. Continue to look like one of the NFC's best. So, yeah, I mean, that's all I got to say about them. <laughs> that's it. No, that's I just, all you can throw my way. Well, I mean, you 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 covered a lot of it. All right, that's fair. You did you did cover a lot of it. I thought you were being an avoidant Giants fan. No, I all mean, right. everything's looked good. I can't really say anything that's bad. That's outside, true. Outside of Nick Sirianni hates fantasy football, but <laughs> what I've do you that, mean? I've said that for weeks. What did he do? So, Oh, because he keeps splitting up who scores the touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just I, I understand you got to give it for the ball, but um, just so many good players. Yeah, just just, so I, I mean, players. there's a lot of mouths to feed in that offense. There's a lot of guys out there who a lot of Batman's to feed. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Eagles four and out. They continue to look solid. We're gonna go a little bit rapid fire to end hour number one. Seahawks Lions forty eight forty five. What? Jared, a game. I mean, fantastic game. Jared Goff, thanks for my fantasy team, and um, but you know my team still didn't get the win. But Jared Goff, elite performance, thirty three points for my fantasy team. Much appreciated, man. Um, T.J. Hawkinson, you as well. Continue being a trooper. Continue getting open. Good looks. Um, but. Uh, I think one of the most interesting notes of this game was not on the field. Did you see DK Metcalf had to get? Yeah, he got carted off carted to go, off to, the go to the bathroom. bathroom. That's kind of an epic way to go to the bathroom. That's a top G way to go to the yeah, bathroom. Yeah, that the <laughs> top G. Oh my <laughs> god, um, dude! All right, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, that have is, you ever seen a power move like that? That, that is a power move. I need to hit the bathroom. You know, get me to get me that cart. <sighs> Causes a scene. Is DK Redcalf okay? Yeah, he's just going to the bathroom. He'll yeah. be back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've I'm never seen that before. I'm just going. To, yeah, I've never seen it either. Wow. Um, yeah, but the giant, not the, not the Giants, the Lions, same vowels, the Lions and the Seahawks put together an offensive showdown. No one knows how to play defense. This is why the Lions are a bad team. Yeah. They don't know, know how to play defense. This is the most Lions stat of all time. They have averaged 35 points a game and are 1-3. 1-3. <laughs> <laughs> so That's beautiful. Thank so. you for bringing that to my attention. Yeah. Yeah, but we saw it when the Eagles played in week one. They don't know how to play defense. There's no defense there. You just can't do Let it. Let him score. You just can't do it. Let him score. It just gives you more time to have offense. So And uh, the pick six. There were a lot of pick sixes this week. I counted yeah. five at least. Yep. My goodness. Rashad Penny breakout game. Rashad, dude, sitting on my bench. I'll get into my fantasy no, at I had some a point, big, hour number two. I had a big I, brain move, dude. Right before the 1 o'clock game started, I'll let you go then. I, I made the move. Me and my dad have a team together. Uh, we benched DJ Moore for Rashad Penny. Ooh, big brain move of all time. That, dude. Was my, that was my doing, and I'm taking full credit for that. The breakout game, man. How about it? He was, was sitting on my it. bench, 
And it ended. I, okay, so I actually the night before uh, I saw that there was a potential injury thing with Christian McCaffrey. So I put him on my flex just in case I needed the maneuverability. Put in Devin Singletary instead of uh, instead of who are we talking Singletary. about? Rashad Penny. Um, and I took out Robert Woods from my starting lineup. It ended up, you know, Woods and Penny, not Woods and Penny, Woods and Singletary had a difference of like a point and a half. So it ended up not being a huge deal. But I found myself uh, with a 30% win percentage after the uh, first uh, set of games because no one wanted to score. Deontay Johnson didn't, like, he scored three. Mark Andrews scored three. Singletary had 11. Eagles defense saved me with 16. My kicker had like three or four Jake Elliott. Um, it was a bad Bad time to be around me, though. I was upset, and then, and then, and then, Jack. Kyler Murray got held to four points in the first half. Christian McCaffrey went off for 25. Uh, Josh Jacobs went off for 34 points. Josh Jacobs' breakout game in my RB1 this week. And then, to cap it off on Sunday Night Football, Mike Evans, two touchdowns, 30 points. I needed 15 and a half. Wow, my fantasy team completed quite the comeback. At one point, I had a 5% win percentage, Jack, and I'm 3-1 and one now. 3-1. Yes. and one. Yes. Michael Thomas was hurt this week. Jacoby Myers was hurt this week. Fighting through adversity, Jack. 3-1. and one. Yeah, 3-1. and one. It was crazy. I was, dude, the rush of remote, and, and actually, Jack and I, this was weird. This was so weird because we we were talking. We were in the exact opposite situation. It's like we were playing each other. Yeah, I know. I needed Evans to get four points at one point to win. You needed him to get four points to lose. And he ended up catching the touchdown to go over that mark. <clears throat> wow, a walk-off touchdown in fantasy. Nothing like that feeling. Yeah, I was running around my apartment, bro. Yeah, by the way, very sorry to clear my throat in the mic, everybody listening It's out okay. There. Um, I've been, you've heard me cough. But yeah, uh, f- man, back to Seahawks lines. 48-45, no defense there. One more rapid game to wrap up our number one here of heavy hitters. Uh, we're going to Baltimore. 23-20, Bills beat oh, the Ravens. Rapid man. reaction. Ravens blow another lead. They up led by as much as 17, up 20-3. Bills storm back, march comeback. Um, and, yeah, they get the win. They're 3-1, and one, Ravens 2-2. Two and two. If you see a stop sign in the vicinity, please give it a hug. Yeah. It's it's being attacked by Ravens fans. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I he actually, my, my friend was not actually that uh, that upset. He seemed to have uh, come to terms with this is how it is now. I mean, to be up 17 points, just watch it slip away like that. Credit to the Bills for scratching and clawing, but just... Dude, I was so mad. Misfire by the Baltimore Ravens. It's so sad. It's, I, was, I was mad because Devin Singletary got a handoff and... And every, he didn't score! And everyone on the Ravens' defense was like, let him score! This one buffoon tackles him at the three-yard line. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, that not only helps my fantasy team, but I mean, that at least gives your... But in, in the game sense, it gives your offense a chance to score with the ball back. Do we both have Singletary and Penny? Uh, yes, I have Penny. Me and my dad have Penny on our one team. But oh, I have different Singl- team. But I have oh, Singletary okay. in the league I was playing Mike Evans in. It was like, come on, dude. Oh. I would have won me the game! Oh, well... It might have. Evans had I like lost 10 by points six. in the second half. Oh. I lost by six points. Oh, man. Wow. I am sorry for you. Yeah. That's a game loser for Jack and the Ravens. Who could have seen that coming? That's a turn of events. Tears streaming down Absolute my face t- last I mean, night. Uh, Andrews had the touchdown called back on penalties, right? Twice? Yes. Twice. Yeah, so Baltimore, really a mistake-filled game. That... And the red zone and capabilities to score. They exactly. Put the game away late. That really just goes to, it was just a misfire on all sorts of Baltimore mistakes that gave Buffalo this win. They looked flat coming out of the gate. Baltimore got on them early, 20-3, to and it took the entire 
rest of the game to come back. Game-winning field goal from uh, Bass, right? Bass at the gun, a uh, chip shot from the three-yard line where Singletary was tackled. Uh, and Buffalo uh, going on to come back after that upsetting, hard-fought Dolphins loss. They're 3-1 and one again, so, uh, you know, heavy at the top. Heavy at the top. Good one for Buffalo. They come back secured. That's going to do it for hour number one of heavy hitters. When we come back for hour number two, finishing NFL and going into our college football discussion, stick with us for one more hour of sports talk here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Of heavy hitters, everybody here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Jack I. Mitchell Smedley back at it again. NFL discussion we wrapped up talking about Bills Ravens. Bills, I love how you emphasize the B. The power. B. The Bills. B. Bills. Bill the Nuggets. Bills. The <laughs> <laughs> Bears? Psh, the Bills. Nah, dude. The Bears no. is out. The Bears yeah, can't yeah. win a football game. It's the Bills in Buffalo. You know, through three weeks, Justin Fields had the lowest amount of passing yards by any quarterback since the 1970s. I, I, I'm well aware of that, and so, I don't think he added much this week. So. 174. Oh, that's like his total <clears throat> that's his career high. so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Justin wow. Fields. That's not Justin right, Fields throwing for the equivalent of .5 fields each game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Oh wow. Meanwhile, Miles Sanders is running for miles yeah. and miles and miles. Well, miles let's go to the and miles. What song is that? I think it's called Miles. It's just called Miles. <laughs> it's just called Miles. Oh, someone else is maneuvering behind my chair. Yes. Um, Who is it this time? Abby's getting notebooks. Abby! For her pre-recorded show. So. It's okay. No, don't apologize. You're doing what you have to do. Abby! Good luck with your pre-recording. Give us a Broncos country. Let's ride. Or not. Okay. You don't I have... don't know anything but the Eagles. Go Birds! Let's go! Yeah! Oh, yeah. Go Birds! Okay. Yeah. That's well, a team. Give well, me a Fly get... Eagles Fly. Yes, sir! So we get that. Moving on. Sports. Sports. Yes, that's, yes. that's what we do here. That's our tagline. That, that, yes. sports. Heavy hitters. Sports. sports. Yes. <laughs> that is exactly what we do on this show. We talk sports. You gotta have like a big grunt from like a heavy hit though. Like, heavy hitters. Sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I just made the tagline. Yeah, well, back to sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say it every time. AFC South Showdown. Titans, Colts, Titans prevail 24-17. Frank Reich continues to be an enigma. Um, The inner machinations of Frank Reich are an enigma. Yeah, exactly. You said it perfectly. I did. Two and two Titans now. One, two, and one Colts. As ugly of a record as you could probably have. 24-17, they get the job done. Ryan Tannehill, 137, two touchdowns through the air. That's really setting the world on fire. But he was Derek efficient. Henry set the world on fire. He though. was efficient, 17-21. I mean, there you go. Yeah, Mr. dude. Tannehill. That's what you get with Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, efficiency, but also some boneheaded turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> That's one word for him, boneheaded. Yeah. <laughs> boneheaded. Derek Henry, 22 for a buck 14, a touchdown on the ground, added 33 through the air. Yeah, Titans look like they're good. Mike Rabel has his bunch back under control after their rough start, but they're two and two and look like the front runners in this division yet again. Um, Colts finishing third, I think so. Give me Jacksonville for second. Uh-oh. Scary times in Indy. So their only win came against the Chiefs. Yes, that's fascinating. Yep, yeah, it really is. That it is fascinating. Really mind-boggling. Mind- I love that phrase. Mind-boggling. I know. I know. It's it's fantastic saying. Yeah, Titans win. Not a fantastic game, but. They got the job done, so they're 2-2. Two and two. More rapid-fire Chargers Texans down in Houston. Davis Mills can't win a game again. Because he's terrible! Oh, three Why did one. anyone think this was a good idea? <laughs> Dave, he's you know, been an terrible? awful quarterback. 
You know what I don't understand? Here's two things I don't understand, Jack. Davis Mills and Drew Locke. Why did anyone think these were decent excuses for quarterbacks? And I'll be honest, I put Jalen Hurts in that court in that uh, in that quarterback in that um, category before this year. He's luckily separated himself a little bit. I just realized like I spilled water all over this desk. Um, oh, you did. <laughs> oh no, not all over. Not all. Bug. It's like a small puddle. But um, Rags, no equipment is in danger. No, no, it's not even close to the equipment. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but Drew Locke, like it was never going to work. Davis Mills, it's never going to work. Draft yeah. someone else. Houston's going through a rebuilding it, phase. It's like the uh, it's like in Mario Kart DS because I'm blind, so I was terrible at that game when my si- my sister would want to play because yeah. she's sighted, so she knew she would win, right? Uh-huh. And I would always be in in um like on the wrong direction, and there would be that latitude. It's like you're going the wrong way. Yes. That's the t- that's the Texans that's right the Texans. now. <laughs> that's the Texans. Davis Mills, two touchdowns, two picks. But you know who isn't terrible? Damian Pierce. Oh. He's the real deal. Rookie, rookie running back from Florida, 14 carries, 131 and a touchdown. Added six catches through the air, which is great for my fantasy team. PPR points. Give me those six receptions. Only at eight yards, but he got the receptions. That's all that matters. Isn't that what um, so, uh, Eckler did? Yeah. Eckler had a And Fournette. Touchdowns. Yeah. Fournette had like negative three yards. Yeah, your boy Austin Eckler had three touchdowns Dude, yesterday. I'm so upset by that. I tried yeah. to make a trade. I tried to make a trade for him. Uh, I don't even like him that much, but I'm yeah, like, his value's got to be so low. Yeah, right you now. have gone on the show saying you do not like Austin. I Eckler. can't stand him. Yep. Oh yeah. god, and he has has to score three touchdowns. Make me look like an idiot. Chargers win. They're two and two. Herbert three forty two touchdowns. Eckler sixty rushing yards, two touchdowns. Added a receiving touchdown as well. Gerald Everett tight end five for sixty one, and Mike Williams seven for a buck twenty. So good day for the Chargers offense. Texans try to mount a comeback, but to no avail as the Chargers. Hang on. Because Davis Mills is their quarterback. That's why it didn't work. <laughs> didn't work because it's Davis Mills time. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- Yeah, I think that. Oh, no. One more 1 o'clock game. Jet Steelers. How could I forget? Oh, it wow. Is, it is picket time in Pittsburgh, folks. Kenny Pickett has entered the chat. Yeah. And Mitch he is now Trubisky. the starting quarterback. Can I get a rip <clears throat> in the chat? Yeah. For my, uh, my fellow Mitchell there. Fellow Mitchell has. How now... many of us knew it wasn't going to work? Raise your hand. All of us. Yes. Everyone. <laughs> Even though we can't see you, listener, I'm assuming you have raised your hand. Yes. Um, and if you only, only don't raise your hand if you're driving. Por favor. Yes. We we, we hands on the wheel. Ten and two. We ensure the safety of our listeners. Ten we, and we, two, the equivalent of I the amount of insure, points the Steelers promote. score each week. Ten and two, and then ten and then two. Hey, we put up twenty. Oh, oh two tens. Wow! Yay! <laughs> uh, but yeah, congratulations against pick, the Jets. Pick it, pickets there, man. Look, the growing pains are for real, but he looks way better. This offense looks a lot more comfortable to watch under Pickett than it did under Trubisky. Not if you have Deontay Johnson in fantasy. But that was yeah. uncomfy. No. I have Najee Harris, so not much better. Ooh. George Pickens, 6 for 102. Breakout week for Mr. Jorge, as some call him. Uh, Jorge Pickens. But, yeah, that's at you. Uh, my my good friend Nate calls him Jorge every time I bring him up. So, yeah, that's okay. why I it. But, yes. vibe with it. By the way, 7 of the 20 points were scored from the defense. Yeah. So do with that what you will. Yeah, do with that what you the will. The Steelers are a terrible football team, and I'm just so glad the Eagles play them in four weeks, five yeah, weeks. Steelers have a brutal upcoming schedule. But love it. We'll get to that on Wednesday show with the love preview. It. I love seeing some yinzers in pain. A quick message on the KUR notebook, though. <laughs> Attention, KU community. Join the LGBTQ Plus Resource Center for a weekly LGBTQ Plus book club. 
An author who is part of the LGBTQ plus community as well as a themed book will be selected to be enjoyed and discussed as a club. The LGBTQ plus book club meets every Tuesday from 2 to 3 p.m. in the Boxwood House. We hope to see you there. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Goodstein University, KUR. Welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everybody. Jack Heim, Mitchell Smedley. Oh, I like that. You like that? You like that? You like, I, I, I like it. Kirk Cousins. You, you know like that, that? You like that? Kirk Cousins. Winning because field goals. Anyways, Kirk Cousins is bad, by the way. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is not good. Uh, final game of the 1 o'clock slate, though. we got to keep moving here. 24-20, Jets win. They pull off the comeback. Zach Wilson won 11 of 12 passing in the fourth quarter, I believe, for 120-something yards. And a touchdown. So no official pits. with the stats. So I, I, remember, you know? I saw it in the graphic in the fourth quarter of the game yesterday. Yeah, it's so it's just, unimportant. It doesn't even matter. It's just it's like I thought I'd bring it up, but again, this is going off the dome here, folks. So doing. The I love I it. I love it. But and I love it. You know, you know what else is in an, an obscure stat? Tell me. It's actually a sad stat, but uh, Zach Wilson has this has more receiving touchdowns than Kenny Galladay does. Oh, he had to go there. Yep. Yeah. Kenny Galladay has zero receiving touchdowns for the Giants. Um, Zach Wilson got one yesterday for the Jets on a little trick play, a little Philly special, um, little Philly special uh, rendition of yeah. their own. He's but. catching touchdowns for the rest of our lives. <laughs> Not Galladay. Wow. Death slam. Green Day. Green Day. But yes, Brees Hall's taking over this backfield for the Jets. Uh, he's stealing. He's thieving the carries from Michael Carter because Brees Hall <laughs> looks good. So, good for Brees, taking over the backfield. Jets, they're 2-2. Two two. It's a Brees for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. But, yeah. You want to move into fours? Yes, absolutely. Let's go into the 4 o'clock slate. Let's four start it off. Slate. Carolina and the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, two vastly disappointing quarterbacks so far this season. And it looked good for Carolina getting a pick six of Kyler Murray in the first half. Uh, halftime score, I believe, was 7 to three or something Ten approximate. Three. Ten three. Okay, so the Panthers did add a field goal. But Kyler Murray would come alive in the second half, passing touchdown, rushing touchdown, moving up and down the field, adding some field goals. Uh the Cardinals would go on to win quite comfortably despite a late McCaffrey touchdown. Um Jack, did this at all improve your view of the Cardinals? They looked more complete in no. that second half. No. Why? No. Why? Why? No. Why? No. Um, I just because just, just no. Like they're not impressive. They just don't like. Ugh. Cliff Kingsbury's the head coach of this team. Disgusting. Point number one. Kyler Murray. He's just Kyler Murray. It's uh, it's not great. They don't run the ball. Do you well. remember when that was like an incredible thing? Yeah. Well, it's Kyler Murray. Oh, it's Kyler Murray. He's he's, he's elite. Yes. Uh, he's not elite. He, he he's could good. be. He could be. He's, Is Kyler well, Murray the next Carson really, Wentz? No. I wouldn't go that far. Like he, he you know, he was great, and now it. I, he's I think really we're good. It fall off. He's really good, but he's just not elite. It's just, you know, okay. Level he's well, at, you can make the playoffs with a really good quarterback. Yeah, you can. You're okay, going to win a Super Bowl. So, I, and the but money, I picked them. Paid I didn't even Bowl pick them to make money. the playoffs. I picked them to battle for a wild card spot. And you said, "Oh, oh come on, no, not even close." Yeah. How many wins they got already? Two. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like a third of the way there. Well, they had to duke <laughs> it out with the Panthers. Okay. Sorry. They fought through some first half adversity. But the second half, you're telling me that didn't look dominant? The Panthers had, like... Well, the Panthers are a horrible the football team. The Panthers had, like, I'm six sorry. plays uh, for, look, like, I'm most sorry. of the second half. I'm sorry. The Panthers are a terrible football team. I know you like the Panthers. They are hot garbage. Baker Mayfield 
terrible. Matt Rule needs to be fired. I mean, the Panthers oh, Matt Rule needs to be out of here. I mean, the Panthers are just a dumpster fire. I mean, DJ Moore is a very good receiver. Nothing like that dude doesn't do anything because Baker Mayfield can't get in the ball. Ton of playmakers on defense, though. They can't get Christian McCaffrey in space to do anything of note. Um, this offense is just abysmal. I mean, it's just awful. Which it shouldn't be. It's awful. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, even like, you know, little pieces like Tommy Tremble. It's like so predictable. Christian McCaffrey. Like, they should be good, though. They should be good. That's playmakers right but there. But they're not. I, right, they're not. Be, and I think a lot of that is Matt Rule. And probably some offensive line troubles, too, because, you know, you're seeing McCaffrey not get in space because there's no space to run to. Can we get a top five pick incoming? Uh, probably. Yeah. Yes, so. I would agree. Top five top pick going to Carolina. Pick. This team is a absolute dumpster fire. So if Very you ask me if I'm impressed with Arizona winning this game, no, I'm not. Because Carolina's abysmal. They dominated the second. That's what you got to do against the bad teams. Okay. You got to dominate. You know what? Making competitive against Philly this week, uh, this upcoming week, maybe I'll be a little bit impressed. Please don't. I just want to sit so. back and enjoy my Sunday. If the Eagles carve them up, beat them by 20, I will continue to not be impressed. So 20 is your line for unimpressed. If they win by 17, you're like, all right. No. No? No. Two-score game? You have to be less than 10. Lose by less, less than 10? You just by, said 20. I know, but I expect the Eagles to win by 20. Um, oh, my God. Why? Car- Cardinals. They won the by Cardinals eight. Aren't good. They won by eight against the Jags. Cardinals aren't good. Okay. They and won we, by 16 oh. against the Commanders, who also aren't good. They still look dominant. Okay. I don't know if they're going to win by 20, but. Yeah, you don't have to win by 20. This ain't college. Yeah, that's true. Um, two yeah, scores for the know. birds. I just don't like Arizona. I just don't. I I'm aware, and I don't know why. <clears throat> Connor's good. Murray's good. They're gonna get Hopkins. They got Rondale Moore. He's working his way back in. They have Marquise Brown. Like I don't understand what you don't see. Sure, I don't see a good defense. Okay, sure. Is that your gripe? Once Hopkins comes back, they'll be able to outshoot these teams. Maybe. Probably. They're gonna collapse in the second half like they always do. Cliff Kingsbury is a terrible head coach. Okay. All right, but, um, Matt Rule and Cliff Kingsbury, two terrible coaches. Yeah, two peas in a pod. Yeah, two coaches right. who should be out of jobs relatively soon. Let's move on to some better head coaches. Well, one better head coach. Yeah. Uh, that is Bill Belichick. We got the Patriots and Packers. the Packers, and this almost was a Bailey Zappi crazy upset game. However, the Packers will go on to win on a Mason Crosby field goal at the gun. Final score was like twenty-seven, twenty-four, I believe. Yes. Uh, really a weird, hard-fought game. Actually, did the uh, I think there was a pick six in this game too. So there might have been six this week. Yeah, Jack Jones. Yep, for, uh, Jack Jones for New England. And uh, wow, I mean, Aaron yeah. Rodgers had to really scrape and claw through this one. Uh, this receiving core in Green Bay is it's terrible. terrible, isn't it? It's so bad. OBJ to Green Bay. I would support that. Honestly, I could see that happening. It would mesh fantastic. It would be really a great fit. I mean, Rodgers just can't trust anybody. I mean, yeah, he found a who did he find Watson for a touchdown. Uh, he found a couple other guys, but it really just does not look I, good. Like, outside of Lazard, he's playing like... Uh, and he doesn't even like Lazard that much, you know? Yeah, Lazard had six for a 116, though. That's okay. Yeah, it's it's finally a good game for him. But, it's, like, Romeo Dobbs... Oh, God. ...dropped a touchdown. Yep. Like, it just drops galore. Like, he can't trust anybody. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. And on the flip side, I mean, credit to the, the Patriots and their coaching staff for drawing up a game plan that kept them... They're very much in this good. game, almost won the game. Yeah, they're not good, but they they almost won the game. Any given Sunday, Jack. That's true. Any given Sunday on Packers this on this it. fat spread. Fat spread. Yeah, I, I, yep. Fat spread. <laughs> well, that that will be said on Wednesday when we preview fat spreads. Um, that's the new coin if it's a large um, favorite difference. But again, this game this game further shows that uh, 
you know, once the ball kicks off, the point spreads don't mean anything. Correct. The game yep. has to be played. So Packers survive. They're three and one. Patriots one and three. Two teams on opposite ends of the spectrum. One trending up, one trending down. Uh, let's go out to Las Vegas. The Raiders get one, the win. One minute before our first break of hour two. My goodness, these two teams are both going to miss the playoffs. Oh, it's terrible, isn't it? Incompetent head coaching. Um, bad stuff. But there's an injury headline in this game. Though. Javante Williams starting running back for Denver towards ACL done for the season. How about that? Yeah, uh, very tragic for him just because, you know, it's so upset. He was a breakout guy yeah, this breakout, year. He know, was in the midst of tearing up this league. Yeah, he was in the midst of trying to fully take control of this room from Melvin Gordon. And he was going to do it because Gordon fumbled again. Yeah. Gordon has a problem with that. Chris Harris, former Broncos cornerback and Raider cornerback, tweeted, uh, why he's why is that dude wearing 25? Because he wore 25 for the Broncos uh, when he fumbles every week. Oof. So, starting some Twitter controversy. Yeah, it's, it's really bad for the Broncos. I mean, from bad to worse now, you lose another game. And one of your best players. It's it's really getting and Nathaniel to Hackett's a dire idiot. point. I mean, that he, he that guy just can't hack it. Yeah. Numbskull. Well, break number one of hour number two when we come back, back wrapping up NFL slate for week four and then moving into college football. Got a lot to talk about for CFB. So sports. We have, <laughs> yeah, sports. <laughs> Stick with us here on Heavy Hitters on the Radio Voice of University, KUR. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everybody, here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, <laughs> K-U-R. Jack, I'm Mitchell Smedley, as we had to do our mad dash back to the studio. Well, we have friends. the light remote now. <laughs> <laughs> I, may have just, I may have just put a heavy hit on the trash can. <laughs> and uh, this flew off. Uh, yes. We got lights, though. We can, we can change the lights from in here. <laughs> Let me see if I can do it. Ready? Boom. I gotta aim it somewhere, probably. Never mind. It's not changing. It's not doing anything. Well, back to the four o'clock slate. Here we wrapped up with <laughs> Packers, Patriots. No, we um, wrapped up with Broncos. Raiders. Oh yes, 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 yes. Come yes. on. Yes, Broncos, Raiders. Thirty-two, twenty-three. Raiders win it. Josh McDaniels first <laughs> win as head coach of the Raiders. I can't believe it. <laughs> and uh, wow, oh man, Josh Jacobs. Had a great game. Oh, yes, he did. Two touchdowns. Oh, yes, he did. Yeah, you talked about it earlier because he's on the fantasy team. Come on. I thought the game was over. And I'm like, all right, at least he got a touchdown today. He got uh, like 28 points. And then he scores again, Jack. And then he said, and then he said, not so fast. He said, oh, baby. Not so fast, Mr. Hackett. This is our game. Josh Jake ups and ups and ups and ups and no downs. Yes. Love it. What he says. Like an elevator. Okay, final game. Sunday night football. Sunday night football. Waiting all day. Love this game. Sunday night. How about the Chiefs, baby? The Chiefs uh, recovered a fumble on the opening kickoff of this game and never looked back. Travis Kelsey scored. Clyde Edwards-Alaire scored. Clyde Edwards-Alaire scored again. Everybody scored on the Chiefs. They go on to win it uh, pretty soundly, even though Mike Evans caught two touchdowns. The Bucks put together some some decent offense, finally having their receivers back. They were just in too much of a hole too early uh, to really compete with the game script they wanted. They had negative rushing yards, I think, for a long portion of this game. Maybe the whole game. Uh, I, I feel like I saw that somewhere. But the rushing attack didn't work for the Bucks. Defense did not work for the Bucks. And uh, Kansas City came into the site of Super Bowl 55 and absolutely put it on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Jack, are the... Uh, you know, the, the Chiefs had that stumble against the Colts. Are they on their way to, to rebuilding their potential Super Bowl image? Things happen, but Post yes. Tyreek Hill. Um, yeah, <laughs> this team's just fine. Mahomes is, uh, he's a dog. <laughs> you saw that play to Edwards-Alaire. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. He, 
jukes out the defender. He's about to get tackled by two more, straddles the line of scrimmage, and just flips it to an open Clyde. Just looks up and sees him, and oh man. Clyde time. Um, yeah, 41-31, Chiefs win. Uh, great job, Mahomes. Kelsey, the likes of him, offense looked good. Bucks, you know, they had to really battle uphill all night, yep. um, and they couldn't run the ball for their lives. No. Six carries, three yards. Three yards. How about that? Half a yard per carry. That might be one of the most abysmal rushing displays by any team I've ever seen on every, on any level of football. It's also only six carries, though, so they weren't trying because they were down by so much. Yeah, and it just didn't work when they tried it. So. Yeah, absolutely. They, Fournette uh, got a receiving touchdown, though. Yep, yes, he did. They were down 7 nothing. They went down, kicked a field goal, and then they were down 14-3, went 3-0, and out, and then it was 21-3, to and by that point, you just can't run the ball anymore. Yeah, no, yeah, you had to pass it. Mike Evans, two touchdowns. Mike Evans, Thanks baby. a lot. Thanks a lot, Thanks Mike. a lot. You are right. Yeah. You are right on that one. Well, yeah, eh. we had opposite weeks, but yeah, we did. We, we really <laughs> In every sense of the word. The Chiefs are on their third kicker of the season already. How about this, man? Harrison Butker was here, played, got hurt. Then they went to Matt Amendola, let him go, now have Matthew Wright. Yeah. Petition to let Justin Reed start kicking field goals. Their safety. He was kicking. He kicked a 57-yarder in warm-ups. Wow. Yeah. This dude's got a boot. I also have a note uh, I have from a, a Falcons source, and by that by a source I mean my friend. Uh, I'm told that Young Way Koo is a top three kicker in the league from his unbiased opinion. No. So, you know, maybe. Yeah. He is good, though. Three kickers in the AFC North are better than him. Wow. Boswell, McPherson. And Tucker. And Tucker. Yeah, I'd agree with that statement. Yeah. No, I'm not, uh, Maybe not Boswell. No. I think he's on par with Boswell. I mean... Boswell just set the Acrisure slash Hinesfield Stadium record with a 59-yard field goal. Okay. If yeah. Young Waku were given that opportunity, I'm sure he could do that. It's a hard place to kick, though. Why? It's always so windy there. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I didn't river, even consider the, the rivers are right there. And you know what? Yeah. All right. Boswell over Koo. That makes him at least fourth. And there's still some kickers probably that would, uh, you know, Eddie Pinheiro. like the Crosbys. No. Nah, you don't think Crosby? Eh, he's good. He's just yeah. too old now. Okay. Robbie Gold? Robbie Gold. Same thing. A little old. Old okay. gold. Old gold. Well, old this gold is not a show pretzels? about kickers. Yeah, this no. This is not a show about kickers. kickers. Sidetracked. Yeah, we're going to briefly preview College. Monday night. Oh, oh. Only because we talked about it on Wednesday, which is why we're not going to f- go full and deep dive. Yep. Um, Rams, Niners. Uh, Rams. No, excuse me. This line has gone up to Niners minus two. What? The Niners are favored? Yep. Oh, my. Oh, my. Why? Jimmy there's G no, bounce back? There's no big no, injuries here. No, nah, no. I don't know. Oh, man. Well, the, you know, the thing is, though, Matt Stafford throws a bunch of interceptions. So does. And so, so he throws a lot of touchdowns, too. Four touchdowns, five picks in the first three games. Right. So they're going to even ew. out. He's going to have a bunch of touchdowns. You. You're ew. No, no, no. I just more meant that stat line, four uh-huh. touchdowns, five picks. That's just gross. But this is gonna be one, I think this could be one of those muddy divisional games, you know? Really, uh, NFC West showdown here. The Niners got the best of them last year, right? Yes. So, in San Francisco, yes. Yeah, this that's could, why I picked San Francisco. This could really be tough, but I'm going to go. I definitely think the Rams win this game. Got a good feeling on that. Yeah, well, we well, we varied, but we already made these picks. Yeah. So, yeah. It should be a fun one to watch tonight on Monday Night Football. We will recap that one on our Wednesday show. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman on the call. Or you can tune into the very entertaining Manning cast. Oh, I've never done that. It's a, it's actually it's actually pretty funny. Okay, I don't so. really care for the Mannings that much. Like, no, I know football careers. I know. But I, I mean, I've I'm just a... never been interested. But I might give it a try. Yeah, I might give it a try. If you don't like it, just 
Tune, tune, tune the off. channel, man. But they are funny. They had Pat McAfee on last week for the Cowboys Giants game. That was funny. Mm, okay. So they do All have right. some pretty entertaining guests. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a different type of broadcast. Yeah. You know? Jack, isn't it great to actually have good primetime games again? Yeah, I know. We had a terrible week three, but week four. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. Week five will take the reins, but we'll be. Week five is pretty good, I think. Yeah, Thursday night, Colts Broncos. Fantastic. Okay. But then Sunday night is uh, Ravens Bengals. Yeah, Ravens Bengals. That's a great game. And then I don't know what Monday night is. Raiders Chiefs. Okay. Could be a good game. Could Could be be a good game. Could be. Could also be a blowout. Could. (laughs) We have some, you know, every opportunity is on on the table. Yeah. Anyways, let's get to some college football. Let's do it, man. Oh, I love talking. We are in college ball. We are number ten. That's what we are. Week five. I the AP poll just makes me mad. <laughs> it really upsets Jack because those people are just buffoons. I mean, they just Speaking don't know what people doing. being buffoons. I mean, babbling buffoons. In the what's AP going polls. on? I don't know what's this. going on, but production room is always interesting. Time. Some when... more buffoons. Yes. <laughs> babbling buffoons. Uh, yeah, college football. Let's get to it here. Uh, we mentioned that Washington UCLA game on Friday night, not not worthy of a deep dive, but UCLA wins forty to thirty two. They're five and zero. Washington falls to four and one. And uh, you know it was just a good game for them. Dorian Thompson Robinson uh, really controlled it all night long uh, for, for the Bruins through the air and on the ground. Went three fifteen, three touchdowns through the air at fifty three and a touchdown on the ground. So yeah, Chip Kelly, and <laughs> oh, used, Eagles legend. Yeah, Eagles legend Chip Kelly's. Led the UCLA Bruins to a 5-0 start. Would you look at that? Pac-12 continues to surprise a bunch of people. Very much First so. breakdown, man. Oh, this one was ugly. <sighs> ugly from the get-go. TCU-Oklahoma. The Sooners. Favored by six going into this game, man. And it was... Whew, it was a rout. It was a rout. It was a splattering at Fort Worth, Texas. That's what it was. TCU wins 55-24 to in this one. Mm. You know, if... if Sonny Dykes and this Horn Frogs program didn't have such a big heart. This game could have got a whole lot worse. Um, they showed some mercy because uh, this game could have been probably in the seventies. It was, it was forty-one to seventeen at halftime. Oh boy! Yeah, that's uncomfy. Um, in the first half, TCU averaged ten point four yards per play. Every time TCU snapped the ball, on average, they got a first down. That's crazy. That is terrible. That is that is atrocious defense. I mean, you want to talk about getting gashed? Not just in the secondary, all levels. I mean, TCU, 41 carries, 361 yards, and five touchdowns on the ground. That's 8.8 a carry. That means you're getting nearly a first down every carry. It's nearly nine yards a carry. I mean, that's crazy through the air. Uh, 12.8 yards per reception, three receiving touchdowns. They had a total of 668 yards compared to Oklahoma's 355. Uh, what I don't like in this game, though, is that Dylan Gabriel got cheap shot by TCU uh, while up 31-10. Mm. Uh, he scrambles out of the pocket, tries to take a run, slides down, and then takes a headshot. Not cool. Um, had to leave the game. And that led us to see not not General Booty, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> yes, that, by the way, that is his name, if you're unaware of Oklahoma's backup quarterback situation. I was unaware. Davis Beville from... Greenville, South Carolina. So That's too close to Davis Mills. So no, <laughs> not a good quarterback. So, so no general booty sightings today. Unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Instead, that was, we're going but, off budget General Mills. Yeah, <laughs> budget Davis Mills. Um, but people yeah, call man. him General Mills, like the cereal. Yeah, yes, the cereal. Yeah, but ugly game for Oklahoma, man. It's an ugly game. But you know, people are going to you know get on Brett Venables, and it's it, right, rightfully so. It's just really unex- inexcusable. I mean, that cannot happen at the, at the likes of a program like Oklahoma. 
But again, you know, people really never talked about it. When Lincoln Riley left, he didn't say it wasn't a long time thing. He kind of just, yeah, exit stage right. I'm walking out of here. I'm going to USC. It's what it was. You know, it, the way he left was really, really saddening. You know, well, not, not saddening, but I mean, sad for Sooner fans. But they didn't really like the way the program was when, when Riley left. So it was just a bad way for him to go. And you're bringing in a first-time head coach, no experience at a historically, you know, renowned program. And, you know, there's nothing that can replace experience for these coaches. Sonny Dykes has been coaching for a while. He led a very strong SMU program, came over to TCU, and has done the same thing. This is an experienced Horn Frogs team with a very experienced coaching staff. And, again, they just outcoached him. They outcoached him in this game. Oklahoma's clearly the, the more talented team, but talent doesn't always win. Uh, because there's a lot more that goes into that. So, I mean, TCU, Max Dugan, uh, their starting quarterback, five touchdowns, three on the air, two through the ground. So, I mean, TCU, fantastic game, dominated. Uh, and now that leads to a fantastic matchup we'll preview on the Wednesday show. They go to Kansas this week. College game day will be there, a combined 9-0 and between the Horn Frogs wow. and Kansas. Who would have saw that coming? At the start of the You're preseason. You're a Kansas guy, right? So, you like Kansas from uh, afar? I think it's a good story. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Kansas, it's a great bridging point. You're welcome. To Wisconsin. Now, you might be saying, huh? What? Uh, yes, Wisconsin has just fired their head coach. That happened yesterday. Paul Christ uh, is gone. He has, one second, reached down to grab my notebook, has been <laughs> fired from Wisconsin. Only doing that so I can get my notes based on his record. It was 67 and 26 at Wisconsin. Mm. You might be thinking, for guys pretty so good. successful, why is he getting fired? Um, why is he getting fired, Jack? Because they're two and three. Oh, and that's they unfortunate. got they got blitzed at home by Illinois, thirty-four to ten. Oh, yeah. So the expectations are at, at to Wisconsin. Illinois? Are yeah. Oh, yeah. To Illinois. So, okay. Illinois might be four and one, uh, but they're not that good. Trust me. Um, like the Giants. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they've played. Yeah, the strength of schedule is not good. Cupcakes, not good. They Cupcakes, play Iowa Jack. this week. So that that should be an interesting one. Maybe they can go to five and one. Iowa, they had an interesting game this week, didn't yeah. they? I can't wait for Wisconsin and Iowa to play each other. Battle of the worst FBS quarterback, Graham Mertz <laughs> and Spencer Petrus. Yeah, so bad, both of them. But yeah, man, um, Paul Christ is out. Interim head coach will be Jim Leonard, the defensive coordinator. He's a very young coaching mind. A lot of people in the industry seem to like him as a potential permanent head coach fixture at Wisconsin. If not, I think there's really only one name you search for in the uh, in the coaching carousel. And that's from Kansas, Lance Leipold. And you might be saying, oh, he's going to be a common name everywhere. A lot of people are going to have Lance Leipold on their board. Yes, but he has ties to the Wisconsin area. Uh, before going to Buffalo and then to Kansas, he was the head coach of Wisconsin University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, where he won six national championships in eight years and finished as a runner-up in the other year. So seven of his eight years, he made the championship game there, had a very successful tenure before going to Buffalo, building them up in the MAC before now doing what he's doing at Kansas. He has a track record of building programs from ground zero, but this is not the situation in Wisconsin. You don't have to build a program from ground zero. You just have to step in there simply and take a program that is having a down year and simply just turn them around a little bit with a little bit of fixing. So, um, yes, I think that's a great fit. But again, that's not for me to judge. That's the people in the Wisconsin Athletic Department to decide. And if they don't think Leipold's their guy, then then they're not going to go with him. But I think it's a solid fit considering he's coached in the state before and has ties to the area uh, being in his tenure from Wisconsin Whitewater and had so much success there. Um, but yes, yeah, Wisconsin, 2-3, and three, not going to be a good season. Um, they get Northwestern this week. It's a very winnable game. But, I mean... Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's a bad look. Big Ten West is in shambles. 
especially because Minnesota lost to Purdue this past weekend. And that's no, I mean, that's no slight of Purdue. They're a good team. But, yeah, I thought Minnesota was a clear-cut team to win this division. Now it's all up in the air again. But as for Wisconsin, they go with Jim Leonard for the rest of the season. Let's see if they can uh, get things a, a little bit in the positive direction. Only one more thing to note about that, though. Braylon Allen, the star running back for this team, uh, put out a interesting tweet earlier, I think yesterday. Um, just going to his Twitter page now, pulling it up, said, anyone who wanted Coach Chris gone isn't a part of this team. So maybe potential locker room divide up there in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, but Definitely sounds like it from yeah. those words. Uh, either, either he's trying to show solidarity in the locker room and doing a very bad job of doing so uh, by saying we all wanted him here, he, you know, he was one of us, or he's saying or there's a there's problem. a group here, you know, most of the people wanted him gone. But there's a few people in that locker room uh, that that didn't, and and he's saying, you know, uh, or that did. I, I had it, I had it reversed. I'm yes. sorry. Uh, a few people that did, and he's saying that that's not who our team is, and and that's the beginning of of the divide, especially putting it out there like that. Yeah. So again, this could get way worse before it gets better for Wisconsin, and maybe maybe this is a program that is going to need a full, uh, you know, rebrand, building it up from ground zero, which Leipold has experience from. So uh, that's an interesting note there, uh, and. How things turn up in the coming weeks for Wisconsin will be very interesting to monitor. We're going to go on now to the... We're going to go a lot of SEC here for the rest of the show. Oh, yeah. So much to talk about, but we will quickly run through Penn State. Not, we not are. Much, not much to talk about in that game. Muddy game. 17-7. Yeah. Terrible weather conditions. Um, One of those monsoon games. Yeah. Just, and a lot of turnovers by both teams. Penn State cashed them into points a couple times. That was the difference. Yeah. Sloppy weather, difference. sloppy play. Penn State gets out of there with a the win. They're 5-0. and for now having to go to a bye week before traveling up to Ann Arbor to take oh, on the Wolverines. Baby. So, should be an interesting one there. Another couple of quick games that we're going to run through uh, just to pinpoint Kansas 5-0. and They outlast the Cyclones of Iowa State 14-11. Uh, their first 5-0 and start since, I believe, 2008. Um, so, good for Kansas. Congratulations. Jalen Daniels continues to play well. And Lance Leipold's resurrection of this Jayhawks program has been remarkable to watch and really great for the sport of college football. Um, but, yeah, we're going to go down to SEC country. Alabama and Arkansas, man. Whew, this game had headlines, headlines, headlines. Bama was controlling this game. They were up as much as 28 to nothing going into the half before oh – no, 28-7 going into the half. Uh, late touchdown yep. for the Hogs made it 28-7. Before Bryce Young had to leave this game hurt, he left it late in the first quarter and did not return with a shoulder injury. I uh, was scrambling out of the pocket before taking a hit. Nothing uh, of the dirtiness, but the, just the way he landed on his shoulder. Uh, when just a, the a football injury. Yeah, know? just a football just injury. Happens. So stuff happens. And the backup, Jaden Milrow, came in uh, and played quite well. Uh, Jalen Milrow, not Jaden. Jalen Milrow, the freshman from Caddy, Texas. But, um, you know, he had a good game on the ground, 91 yards and a touchdown. But, yeah, speaking of that ground game, whew, uh, when you allow seven and a half yards per carry to Alabama, let's carry the one. There's about zero percent chance that you're going to win that game, um, and that's what happened in this one. Uh, Alabama came back to run away with it, 49 to 26, after 23 unanswered, made it 20 23 going into the fourth quarter. Some miscues from Alabama. Yeah, one of the most got horri- One of the most horrific special team snaps I've ever seen in my life. Um, they snapped it like 10 feet wide of the punter. He had to slide on it like the three yard line or something like that. Yeah. Um, not not good, not good. But Bama hung on, 
Uh, Jameer Gibbs, the Georgia Tech transfer running back, had a fantastic game. 206 and two touchdowns on the ground. They could have ran a little rock from Fayetteville with how, much, <laughs> with how much running room there was wow. in this game. I mean, just whew, bad look for that Razorbacks defense, but they have no they have no time to rest. They got to go to Mississippi State. We'll talk about them in a little bit, but yeah, good looks good looks for Bama. Very impressive win considering the backup quarterback had to come in for a lot of this game. Very much so. So good look for the Tide. That's why they take over number one back in this AP poll. Not that I'm a huge uh, that and a couple of lovers of AP, but. It makes sense, yeah, just because Georgia looked not fantastic against yeah, Mizzou. Just a little bit. Well, we will take our last break of today's show. When we come back, college football discussion, week five, continuing to take a look around the country at some of the biggest games from this past weekend. So stick with us here on Heavy Hitters. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everybody here on the radio voice of Cutstown University. K, you are Cutstown. Final about 17 minutes or so of today's show. Mitchell Smedley emphatically pumping his <laughs> arms into Dude. the air as he struts back in. Dude, the I gotta tell you, yeah. I didn't even know that we were coming back on. I was over talking to the folks production room. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, I guess I'll mosey back on, get ahead of this. I, I come s- in, I open the door, and welcome back. <laughs> yeah, I stayed, I stayed here this time, so the mad scramble back to uh, so that no trash can, no more trash cans were harmed. Yeah. In, in the making of this show. Yeah, absolutely. We got 20 minutes to go, Jack. This flies by every week. It does. Yes, we do. But we have five more college games to recap on varying degrees. We're going to go down to Oxford, Mississippi, Kentucky, Ole Miss. Rebels win 22-19. Ugly game. I mentioned how on the Wednesday show, turnovers were going to define this game, and they did. Kentucky, critical turnovers late in the game cost them. They were down in the red zone before a strip sack on Will Levis. Recovered by Ole Miss. Iced the game. Rebs win it. They're 5-0. Lane Kiffin's got something cooking down there. They got Vanderbilt, Auburn upcoming before a big matchup at LSU. They could really be Couple cupcakes. They could be seven and zero. They have Auburn at home, by the way. So they could really be seven and zero before going down to Death Valley to take on the LSU Tigers. Things could be in store for LSU. A great doesn't scare me. Season for Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean they they're Eight, they're no. a beatable team. Eight no. They got underperforming A and M too, so they really could be undefeated before going Nine to Bama. But I'm not gonna ten and zero. I'm not gonna foreshadow too much. <laughs> 10, Eleven and zero. Dude, yeah. honestly, they're playing, playoff playing Bama week 10? 10 and zero. Come yeah, on, but no. <laughs> Come on, that's easy dubs. Rebels win it though. They they do get the job done, especially on the ground. Judkins, I mentioned, he's the third string guy there. That's we had a great, great game. name. Fifteen, yes, I'm it is. Judkins, Quinshawn Judkins, fifteen carries, 106 yards, and a touchdown, seven point one a carry. Uh, and then Jackson Dart through the air, 213, had a bad interception. But other than that, solid game. Yeah, not really much to talk about. Rebels get it done. Unfortunate loss for Kentucky, uh, but they just have to take the loss and move on. They host South Carolina this upcoming week at home. It should be a, a win for them, barring an upset. But yeah, um, both these teams still look solid, moving their separate ways, but a big win for Ole Miss. Their defense was able to get it done for them when they needed to the most. We're going to go down to Florida State. Are we? Tallahassee. Wake wins 31-21. Takes me no pleasure saying that. Yeah, I love it. But um, we held Wake to the fewest amount of points they've scored all year. And for that, I'm proud. Um, We held a firepower offense to 31 points. But really, that's, I mean, that was big. But that's really not the talking point in this game. And a lot of people talk about the bad ACC refs, and that's what they are. Uh, The ACC refs are horrific. But that goes both ways. Uh, That's not an excuse of why Florida State lost this game. Um, they just weren't able to execute when they needed it most. Uh, weren't able to get off the field on third down defensively. Wake was 10 for 18 on third downs. Uh, that's just inexcusable. Can't let that happen. Also, 3 for 3 on fourth down. Total yards were even 405 for Wake, 393 for FSU. 
FSU out past Wake, uh, but Wake outrushed them. That's really the surprise for me. Wake has been a ter- terrible rushing team on offense, and they just did it. Uh, you know, Justice Ellison, career day, 18 carries, 114 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, Wake controlled the line of scrimmage, both sides of the ball, and they made big plays when they needed to. That's why they really won the game. Uh, and one of the most experienced teams in the country is look calm, cool, and collected going onto the road into a rowdy uh, Doke Campbell Stadium. And again, you know, people saying, oh, well, you know, Florida State, you know, blah, 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 whatever. It's fine. You know, I, look, I'm a realistic fan here. I knew this team, they went 5-7 and seven last year, and they lost some bad games. I was not expecting this team to just run through everyone in their schedule to an ACC championship. That's not what this team is. They're getting closer to that in terms of competing for the ACC championship, not running through everyone on their schedule, ranked or not, like they're like they're nothing like Alabama can do, um, or like Clemson. Uh, but we'll get Let's to them a little go, later on. Let's go, baby. But yeah, I watched like, that game. Yeah, it was a you know good game for Clemson. But Very that's not what this game. team is yet. Uh, Florida State is a team in ascension mode, though. It's a program in ascension mode. Uh, they have a lot of guys who are taking steps forward, a talented wide receiver room, still graded the number one uh, wide receiver room in the country, according to PFF. Uh, the number one graded offense in the ACC, according to PFF. So the notable strides are starting to be taken by this team. Uh, and considering how bad we played 11 penalties for over 100 yards and only losing to 10 to a team that uh, that is the caliber of Wake Forest, especially with the offensive threat they pose, I was impressed. Uh, the fact that they didn't quit all game. They fought to the very end. They were down 28-7 to at one point. They could have just rolled over and you know taken a beating, but they didn't. They, uh, they, they bounced back, and that's something to attest to the standard uh, that Mike Norvell is insisting into this team, this culture, and putting into the program. Yeah, you know, you, you look, we we vary on the culture thing, but watching how horrific Florida State was under Willie Taggart uh, and the state he left this program in, building a culture and building a certain standard for a program is is crucial to getting a team from being bad in terms of ascending to being good and then competing for a championship. So, you know, we can disagree on culture being meaningful, but. Um, there are certain layers of building a college football program that are things you just can't shortcut uh, and experienced hard times in terms of trying to build up, getting your guys in and all that, all the likes that go into it. I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole now yeah. as time limits us, but it, it, it's important. And Florida State is a team that is taking the steps in the right direction. Uh, they, they learned some hard lessons last year, but this team doesn't give up. They play for each other. They hold themselves accountable, something we haven't seen in years past. And it's... You know, it's never good to lose a football game, but the signs of battling back after a loss and being able to take a loss and move on, something I like to see in this game. It's going to be interesting to see how they play against NC State. We'll preview that on the Wednesday show. But, 100%. And Wake Forest wins it. They uh, they get a big-time win. They've already played two of the hardest teams in the Atlantic Division in Clemson and Florida State now, so they have an easier sorts of schedule for the rest of the year. But, yeah, um, Wake is certainly a team that poses to win double-digit games. Very solid bunch down there in um, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So big win for Dave Clawson and the Deeks. Uh, and they get out of there now at four and one, I believe. What was the score of the Wake Forest Clemson game? It was fifty-one forty-five. Uh, Clemson won in double overtime. Okay, all right. So. I, f- I forgot about that last week. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I knew Clemson won. I just didn't know by how much. Speaking so. of Clemson, let's just go down. There. Let's just go there. Let's just let the Clemson NC State five versus ten. Big Th- matchup. Yep. Thirty twenty. Not as close as it looked, but you know no. what? There's one more thing I have to do before we get into this one. Oh boy. And that's a message from the KU on Oklahoma. Oh, Attention, KU community. He remembers. Join the Women's Center staff for Feminist Fridays held every other Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. at the Boxwood House. Feminist Fridays consist of fun and interactive crafts, journaling, and a variety of activities with a feminist twist. Be sure to follow at Women's Center KU on Instagram for more information about Feminist Fridays. 
This message of community interest is brought to you by the Radio Voice of Christian University, KUR. Heavy hitters, final 10 minutes of today's show. Clemson, NC State, 30-20 Tigers beat the Wolfpack. Uh, and Mitch, I know you like this because you're a Clemson guy. I like Clemson, yeah. Yeah, they're 5-0. and They uh, are 5-0. and Jack, yeah. on that note, Clemson's 5-0. and Penn State's 5-0. and The Eagles are 4-0. and Yeah, life's great for you. I haven't suffered a loss, yep. buddy. Well, Life, the Panthers. Life's great for you. Panthers, you know, they've, they've suffered me... Some losses. of us don't get to live that life. But my hometown team, the Birds and the Nittany Lions, I ain't lost yet, Jack. Yep. Nine games total. Yeah. Come on. Well, how about it? But uh, we talked about Penn State already. Back to Clemson. I know. And we'll, and we'll talk about it. That's exciting. It's it is exciting. exciting. Times. What a time yeah. to be alive. Yeah. Stop that. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, again, I mentioned earlier in the show when I was talking about the Mets at the, at the top of the show, uh, how Ooh, all if, the we way make, back. if we make takes on this show, that we will revisit them and admit our wrongdoings. I and will, yeah. Hold myself accountable. What was I wrong about? Second time for me. Oh. Of the show. Oh. I mentioned how the Mets would confidently win this division. That didn't happen. I also mentioned how Cade Klubnick might be the starter for Clemson at quarterback by the time uh, this game rolled around. That is not the case. That will not be the case unless DJ Uyangalele does suffer an unfortunate injury, which um, clearly hope that doesn't happen. Never want to see anybody no. get hurt. But. Yeah. He has taken steps forward as a quarterback, man. It's crazy. He has looked significantly better this year than he did last year. He looks better each week. Yep. Incredibly efficient against NC State. You know, only threw for 209 yards. Doesn't set the world on fire. But didn't turn the ball over and was 21 of 30 passing. He just did what they, Clemson needed him to do to get them the win at home. Uh, and, yeah, he just looks he looks like a solid quarterback. He really does. You know, it, it helps that this receiver room leveled up a step from last year. Um, and, you know, it, it requires a lot offense. Everyone knows how talented the running back Will Shipley is there. But this offense just looks a lot better than it did last year on all facets. Uh, and Clemson looks dangerous again. You know, everyone was saying, oh, so, so it's Clemson. Oh, it's just, this team might not be. Including uh, you. I, I did say that. Including I, you. But it was more and about. what the, did I say? But, what did I say but it was more I... about the defense. It was more about the defense than the offense. Okay. But what did I say? I said there were some hiccups, especially uh, the first game of the season. I remember we had this discussion. Yeah. And I said it took some time, and it's going to take a little more time to knock the rust off, but Clemson is yeah. here to stay. And they are. And they are. I was right. Oh, you, no, I, was right. you were right. right. That's, yep, I know. Stop trying to take my Sorry. credit. I, no, I, I'm kidding, I, I'm I misspoke. Sorry. I love you, buddy. But yes, yeah, I love you too, man. You're, you're, you're fantastic. I, but, um, oh, yeah. You're just so great, too. <laughs> it's a love fest here on Heavy Hitters. But yeah, padlock stat of this game, NC State rushing-wise, uh, 21 carries, 34 yards, that's 1.6 a carry. Uh, fantastic rush defense. From Clemson and F- NC State's a team that prioritizes running the ball, uh, and they couldn't get it done. Uh, this is an offense that loves to out you know, the ratio of two to one in terms of run to pass. They had to do the opposite, and Devin Leary did what he could. He really did, but uh, just not enough to get the Wolfpack to win. Clemson wins thirty to twenty. Tigers take on a BC before traveling down to Florida State, so should be an easy game for Clemson. As for NC State, they host my Knowles. We'll talk about that on the Wednesday show. Moving on, a couple more games. A&M, Mississippi State, and Starkville. Mississippi State wins this one by a final score of, let me get there. Where is it on here? I am missing it. Folks, I apologize. Uh-oh. By a final score. Let's just say that. Mississippi State won the game. Okay. Um, 42-24. There it is. Scored there we go. Inverse numbers. Yeah, so this will be the final game we talk about on today's show. Bulldogs win 42-24. A&M falls to 3-2, Mississippi State 4-1. I mentioned Mississippi State, one of the most underrated teams in the country. Will Rogers, great day, 329, three touchdowns through the air. But Mississippi State, they are one of the, they're, they're not a rushing team. Mike Leach is an air raid offense coach. Uh, 
sacrifices, not running the ball to throw it very, very efficiently. But they ran the ball really well against Texas A&M. They took, it, they took advantage of a mismatch there. A&M is 97th in the country in run defense. Uh, and for a team in A&M that never can recruit any guy in the country on defensive line to make it a strong point, uh, the fact that they're 97th in rushing defense is quite alarming. But that's what it is. That's shocking. And Mississippi State made them pay for it. 24 carries, 144 yards. That's six yards a carry. Uh, so Mississippi State did something they don't usually do. And took advantage of a glaring A&M weakness. And that's what good teams do. They exploit the weaknesses of their opponents and make them pay for it. Exactly what Mississippi State did in this game. They controlled it. Also the A&M offense, man. A&M's in trouble. A&M is in real, real trouble. Um, A&M just runs an expired offense. I mean, Jimbo Fisher runs out an offensive scheme every week. Uh, that's just not, not good to use anymore. It's just an expired offense. There was a time where this offensive system worked. Uh, and helped get Florida State a national championship, but that's not the era of college football we're in anymore. This offense just doesn't work. Um, you know, everyone was like, "Oh, Haynes King, the starting the starting quarterback for A&M to start the season. This guy's terrible. Let's get Max Johnson in there. That that, that is how this offense will get fixed." Well, Max Johnson has been put in there, and A&M has still not scored over thirty points in a game yet this season. Uh, they put up twenty four. wasn't good enough. Knew it wasn't going to be good enough with how many points Mississippi State can put up and how firepower, uh, how um, how much high firepower. flying. Yeah, with how much firepower and how high-flying this offense is with big plays on potency to put up a lot of points. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't enough. <laughs> this offense just, it's its bad. It's bad. And this isn't a quick fix. You know, you need an overhaul of offensive scheme here. You need to overturn this offense from ground zero, build it up from the bottom, and that doesn't happen in the middle of the season. So things could get real ugly real quick for AM. They got to go to Alabama next week. They could lose that game in a blowout. Um, yeah, Whew. Expectations were high for AM this year. Yeah, it's not good. It is not good. And they got to play a lot of good teams still. Breaking news, it is not good. Yeah. That's sorry. I'm sorry to be redundant, but it, I love it's it. just it's just what it See, is. The honest truth, it's it's really is what it is. You just have to label things what they are sometimes. You got to be able to is. score points in college football in any football now. That's what these ge- these games are geared toward. It's geared toward offense. And if you can't make offense consistently, uh, and sometimes, you know, a little over the top of offense, like 42 is a lot of points, and it seemed fairly effortless. So uh, A&M really in, in some deep trouble here, and uh hope they get it figured out. I, I would always love to see them get it figured out over against uh, Alabama. but uh, Don't count on that happening, especially I, with the I confidence they game of that not at all. Arkansas. So. Not at all. Not the upset of the week. Not No, not the upset of the week. Uh, I, I did say it was the last game. We do have one more, though, actually. Oklahoma State beats Baylor 36-25, rematch of last year's Big 12 championship game. This time, Mike Gundy and the Cowboys reigned victorious. You know, Spencer Sanders has historically struggled against Baylor going into this game uh, in his career. One touchdown, seven picks against Baylor. Uh, they just had his number. This time around, though, didn't turn the ball over. 20 of 29, 181, one touchdown, one pick. So, I mean, he turned it over once, but it's not like a glaring zero touchdowns, three interceptions type game. He also added 75 and a touchdown on the ground. So an efficient game from the senior quarterback for the Cowboys. They're now 4-0. Baylor's 3-2. Great win for Mike Gundy and the Cowboys. I mean, they are right there with everyone else atop of this Big 12. Uh, You know, Oklahoma, their rivals were the favorites to win this conference, but it could be going to another Oklahoma team, and that could be Oklahoma State. So great win for the Cowboys. Um, some other fantastic games in this past weekend. We saw Mizzou nearly take down Georgia, 26-22. Uh, the dogs have looked very vulnerable. And, you know, that is the, my final point for today. Uh, everyone talks about more parity in the sport and how, you know, 
the everyone that it's so top heavy and you know Mitchell and you're you're in that I'm camp. in that camp but yeah Hello. I mean these top three teams have shown vulnerabilities Georgia Alabama even Ohio State has shown to be a little bit vulnerable I mean they look like the most well-oiled machine right now but things can change is it a higher likelihood that one of these three teams does end up in the national championship at season's end yes but it's not like 19 where LSU was just this dominant force that no one had a single chance of beating or 2020 where Alabama just ran away with things. So that's the point I want to leave but you with today. that happens more years than not. Yeah, but the last two years have been very unique and very great to watch. Well, that'll do it for today's edition of Heavy Hitters. We will be back on Wednesday. Thank we you, everybody, MLB playoff for tuning picture in. Coming MLB up, playoff picture. NFL and college football as always. So thank you for Crazy. tuning in here for Heavy Hitters. We will be back on Wednesday.